Tonight on the podcast, we're going to be talking about Black Adam, Edward Norton returning to the Marvel Universe, and some fast, Fantastic Four rumors, all tonight on the Absolute Geek Podcast. It's Friday night in Phoenix. You are listening to the Absolute Geek Podcast, the best damn podcast in the entire universe. My name is Lance. That's JP. How you, how you doing? <laughs> uh, Matt, <laughs> Matt's going to be joining us later, uh, as well as Ish. Ish had to um, had to uh, put his dildos away, so he, he'll be joining us later. Find his um, hot dogs. Yeah, it's it it takes a while to put the man. He's got cases and cases. It just takes a while to sort through them by color and by size and <laughs> and uh, but he'll be joining us shortly. As well as Matt, he had some family stuff come up, but he's going to be here in time for us to talk about Black Adam. So before we begin, JP, how was your week? Uh, no complaints for the week. Long week, but uh, glad it's Friday. <laughs> glad it's Friday, huh? Yeah, yep. me too, man. Like this week just felt like it was dragging on and on and on, just never ended. Um, but uh, Joe's Doolin's on, Patrick's on, Sticks. What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in. Um, put the comments on. Nice. There we go. Yeah, man. But I just felt like it was just never ending, man. This week just kept going. And it wasn't yeah. even a busy week. It was just long. Yeah, as you get older, it gets the, the weeks get shorter. You start counting the months, they say. And and uh, this 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 week drug on. I, I agree. But uh, I did a lot of traveling. So uh, yeah. Did you? Where'd you go? Nights. I had to go back to Pittsburgh for some stuff and. Uh, um, driving in that night staying over at uh, the parents and then uh or my dad's and then getting up going to some places and then driving back like it was just all day you know just uh no time to sit and relax it wasn't an enjoyable trip it was just a trip to the berg for what's up hartman did you uh pick up anything on your journeys i did not i did i think I did not pick up anything on my journeys because there's a great store in Pittsburgh, which I was close to. I did not stop anywhere. Um, I did make a purchase, went to that store I told you guys about, um, the, the antique store the next day after the podcast on Friday. Yeah. Got a couple things, and then I bought something on Saturday after the antique store that I got shipped to me, and I had it by Monday, which was awesome. Um, there's always something about... <laughs> It's always something about sending someone money, friends and family you never met before. <laughs> yeah, yeah so. that, it, that can be nerve wracking, man. Like I had a table being built for me from this guy and um, he wasn't willing to like pay the 6% or whatever when you do. Oh, oh the you, uh, on goods and services. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, dude, well, like I was super nervous. It was $150 down payment to have him build my table. Which it's times like that that I wish I lived in Pennsylvania because I just go down to the Amish dude and say, "Hey, I need a table." <laughs> yeah, they're they're, make it. they're interesting when you even deal with them. <laughs> I've <dealt> with them <laughs> many times. The, the but, Amish uh, by me, yeah. I'll tell you about that story when you're done with that one. But yeah. So uh, this guy, like, I paid him 150 bucks. He says, "All right, the table's done." But hey, man, we didn't have time to like finish it, like stain the top and paint the bottom and whatever. 
And uh, he's like, so I'll knock a hundred bucks off if you want to do that yourself. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I can do that. I just, the only, we are buying a circular table and I don't have a tool to make the circle. You know what I mean? And it was yeah, a yeah. big, it's a six foot circle, right? So you fit eight chairs around it. Big ass circle. And uh, I was like, that's fine. Just finish it. Cause I'd already waited for like three months for this guy to finish this thing. Just finish it. I'll, 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 I'll stain it and stuff myself. I get there and the whole fucking top is like a Pringle. Like, like wavy. You know what I mean? Really? Can yeah. Sand it down? <laughs> yeah. No, well, no, it like, it like bowed because it's so big. And he used, he used like individual, like six inch planks, but he didn't like wood glue them together or put it through a planer or anything like that. So it just kind of like bowed and. Oh man. This is real nasty looking. Then you look at the circle and it's not even a complete circle. I was like, well, I could have done that shit. <laughs> Yeah, I could have done you know? the hands off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I could have done that. So I'm like, dude, this thing's awful. I'm like, I'm not taking it. Like, give me my 150 bucks back. And then I had to hound him for like four weeks to give me my 150 bucks back. Yeah, he finally gave it back. But it's nerve wracking, dude, because other I could have just fucking called Venmo or what, or just filed a dispute with Venmo. Yeah, they would, you know, got you, my you money a, back. You did it goods and services, so you could do that, right? No, I, he wouldn't. He wasn't willing to pay the six percent, so I did friends. That's right, yes, sir. Yeah. yeah so, and there's no security with that. Nope. And that's either hound the guy for it, and you know, I don't. I guess he, you don't have anyone close who can do it for that cheap, right? So that's. Well, I finally, my neighbor's really good with it, and the only reason I was asking this guy to to because my neighbor's built me a bunch of other stuff. She built our bed. She built our barn doors to our bathroom. She built our entertainment center, but it was like the middle of summer, so I'm like she's like i'm not doing that much work through the middle through summer because it's so damn hot you know it's 120 degrees out and i'm like yeah you're right she's a friend of mine so i'm like i'm not gonna put you through that hell i'll ask this guy to do it the stuff he posted online looks beautiful he looks like he knows what he's doing well what i didn't know is that he told his kid to do it like his 18 year old kid and the 18 year old kid built it and it just looked like fucking shit oh man yeah that stinks so it was going to cost me 850 bucks for this table. And then I got my neighbor to do it for 750 bucks. And it's like fucking golden, dude. Nice. It is perfect. Um, she used butcher block instead of like little four or six inch planks. So it's like perfect, like pre-made butcher block. So it's like perfectly straight and hardwood. And yeah, I love that nice. table. But I have to send a picture of that one. Yeah, but fucking friends and family, dude, that's, that's, that make your balls hurt dude like that that's tough man like well that's the thing that goes wrong today i had a what's up matt nice to see hey. you on what up buddy yeah you know i just wander in <laughs> he's just getting back from a second second showing of black adam i think yeah right? yeah <laughs> i just wandered in to hear the lions talk about his balls so you know it's, it's good the conversation's good when that happens right yeah. <laughs> well yeah this this guy what mighty I, balls they are <laughs> <laughs> I hear that your wife rather deflated them. No, the, the second doctor did that. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but what are you saying, JP? I was saying this uh this guy I was gonna buy um the Dark Knight set, the Dark Knight Returns, that set from eighty six Frank Miller. It's four mm -hmm. four up is four four issues. He wanted ninety bucks for it or whatnot shipped out. And I said, I don't like doing anything on Facebook. I don't trust Facebook. I do trust more Instagram, but on Facebook, I said to the guy, how about I give you $45 down? You send me the books. I'll send the other 45 bucks. And he was like, absolutely not. 
I'm not doing that. No one would do that. He says, the only way I send money is through goods and services. And I said, well, shit, sure, no problem. <laughs> I was Most guys won't do that. Most people you deal with don't want to pay the 6%. They're not willing like to say, yeah, the 6%. But he wanted to do it that way. He said, for both of our protections. So I didn't buy the books because I'm not really looking for them. It was a nice deal. But, but again, I was... I didn't want to take the risk with him on Facebook, but I had no problem on Instagram with a guy who was recommended to me by somebody else. Yeah. And I bought, I bought a Submariner one from this guy and, and it showed up in two days. And uh, so it worked out, but you know, hopefully that, you know, hopefully you stay you that send money on Instagram. Yeah. You send it through PayPal friends and family. Mm. So that's the concern is, you know, he was recommended by somebody else. So there's a connection there. But I wouldn't just find someone on Instagram and start sending money. You know, it's you, you run a risk there. So I wish they would have like a seller ranking and buyer ranking on Facebook and Instagram, like eBay yeah. does. Yep. But then you get someone who screws you over and gives you a bad rating on 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 eBay, which just happened to me for I don't even know what the hell why they gave me a bad rating. <laughs> so now out of the 15 things I sold or 10 or you know, 20 things, I got one bad rating. So that doesn't help my percentage. out. <laughs> so they lose, uh, they lose impact over time, right? Yeah. The more you sell and the more you get better positive ratings, it, it takes away from that. So what's up, Ish? Yo. <laughs> ish. Yeah. Fresh from the newly minted Fazoli's it's ish. Ish, did you hear? Uh, did you hear us talking about why you were late? No, I missed everything. You, you, you were listening to the show on your way <laughs> I said Ish had to put away his dildo collection. It takes a while because he sorts them by color and size. That's the best way to do it. <laughs> yes, that's that is actually true. That is you know, it's just true. saying. Ish is closing up the comic book store, so he can't be here at seven thirty. Starts to get boring, so we need to make up stories. Like Ish is hiking a mountain to find the Holy Grail or something like that. <laughs> is, is this why you unfriended me on Facebook? No. Did you not see my post? AGP I had to start scandal. a new oh, friend or a new, friend, a new Facebook. I had to start a new Facebook account. I have access to my old one, but only through my personal computer. I don't he have access on my phone. You because he refused to see Black Adam. <laughs> <laughs> you're still You're still friends on the old one. I, I figured there was like uh, several pages of a list of reasons why you would unfriend me. But. <laughs> no, what's uh, Facebook, dude? So I was on the phone with them for two hours trying to get into my account. They can't get me into my account because I had two-factor authentication. Because I I do like ads and stuff for not only the podcast but for for Amfam and everything. So you have to have two-factor authentication. When I got my new phone, I no longer had access to my Authenticator app, and they couldn't let me into my Facebook account. So I had one that I started like two years ago that that I'm just starting up again. I'm going through the process of friend requesting everybody for my old one, but it only lets you do like 10 a day. And I've got 950 friends. Nah, he's just segregating people. So now you know where you stand depending yeah, on what Facebook page you are. I, I am racist for people that you're, <laughs> yes, gonna, you're gonna see gonna, now I get to re-add you to the Star Trek group. <laughs> I am racist to people that eat tuna boat sandwiches. That's what it is. That's that's the real reason. Sticks Down to the core. The right there. He said, go in on the PC and take off the two-factor authentication. Can't. Can't. Tried. Dude, you know I've that, tried everything. I need the stupid code with to get into. So I'm logged into the Facebook account, and I need a code to get into the two-factor authentication to remove it, even though I'm already in the account. 
I've tried everything, dude. And then you're going to tell me that you have like $2 billion in Bitcoin sitting in that Coinbase account. So you, now you can't access it, right? <laughs> no, that, no, that totally happened to me. And uh, I got a, I got a new phone. And when I re-downloaded the uh, authentication app, it wouldn't let me log in no matter what. Because it was still like logged in on the old phone or something stupid like that. So I had With to go through this whole account? process of sending like photos. Yeah, for, for Coinbase. Yeah, I couldn't so log you in were for a while and I did start panicking because my like my fortune was like I couldn't access it. Your for all my you were able lumens. to get in eventually. Your Doji coin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The, like they Facebook to, has uh, they fixed it for me. Facebook has like no recourse for this. Like I'm like, well, can I send you my ID? I'm like, I'll I'll film a video of me holding my ID with my face saying unlock my fucking Facebook account. Nothing. They have nothing. I'll film a video of me That's twerking crazy. to the new Taylor Swift album that just came out at midnight. Please let me back in my account. <laughs> How weird well, was you... that commercial in the middle of that football game last night? Taylor Swift. Hey guys, my my <laughs> new music video is going to be out at midnight in the middle of the football game. Sorry, right. because the people that watch football game are fourteen year old girls. That makes total Listen, sense. Yes, they are. I watch T Swift. <laughs> My daughter I love loves me some T Swift. Yes, I have every album, every CD, every album. I'm a sw- <laughs> I'm a Swifty. They I didn't watch that a bunch of uh, Disney Plus She Hulk fans watching, so why not? Yeah, they had nothing to do else on a on a Thursday since it ended, right? They're watching football now. <laughs> they had to go watch Black Adam. Yeah. Hey, that was a good show. Good movie. Favorite yeah, that was DC a- movie ever. That was a little weird. J- like JP, all you there saw was. Too? Is- yep. All there was this week was Andor and Mighty Ducks. That's the only two TV shows that I had to look forward to. I don't watch Andor. Star Wars shit the bed Joe said, what's, uh, what guy is she whining about in this album? That's every Taylor Swift album. She has so many boyfriends, it's not even funny. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, she's gone through them too, dude. Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. John Mayer. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Jake Chisenhole. <laughs> I, I'm, I think dudes just date her at this point so that she'll write a breakup song about him. So that way they yeah. can get. They can get compare. Was my song better but than yours? Or, you know, that's, do, that's a good thing to do. Have any of their careers actually like skyrocketed after songs come out? Because John Mayer yeah. like vanished. No, the one guy was in the, the um, Eternals movie, right? Harry Styles. Oh yeah. Does she date Harry Styles? Yeah, that whole move the whole song style is about him. There's a song called I didn't know that. I forget exactly what's called. I'm sure someone can put in the comments, but it's out of style or something. It's actually kind of catchy as a Swifty song, but it's about Harry Styles. Harry Styles is kind of going through him too. Taylor Swift and then um breaks up Ted Lasso's marriage. I don't think he did that. Apparently, she was having an Hardin affair. Said she's the She-Hulk of music. <laughs> Somebody did. Uh, that was, uh... I, yeah, I'm sure she had an affair, but that's that's on her too. Like, there's two sides. No, to but affair, if you have friend. an affair with a married woman, you are responsible for breaking up that marriage. Nah. Only if you know she's married. nah. <laughs> he knew. <laughs> You're married to fucking Ted Lasso. You know. <laughs> I guess you don't. You don't like comedians anymore, right? She didn't like the comedian side of it. Not everyone could be Kevin Hartman or uh, Kevin James. Yeah, John Mayer hasn't combine, really done. 
Kevin Hart, Much Kevin James, and I know. Cards, <laughs> all into one person, Kevin Hartman. Um, Apparently, she's got nine different songs about Harry Styles. I knew you were trouble. Style, Wonderland, Out of the Woods, I Know Places, Welcome to New York, All You Had to Do Was Stay, Clean, I Wish You Would. Those are all apparently about Harry Styles. <laughs> so we should, when you guys promote the podcast, just hashtag T-Swift and they'll have 14 year girls listening next week. So we'll be oh, good yeah. to go. <laughs> oh, Hartman, I agree completely. John Mayer plays, dude. John Mayer's so good at guitar. His oh, uh, John Lance, Mayer trio is so fucking good. Lance He's not as good to do as his best ish impersonation and eat on the Ozzy show. He doesn't even play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> he tried. <laughs> Did you watch uh, the Bob Saget tribute, Matt? No. John Mayer was on that, and fucking shreds, dude. That's cool. Actually, I think they Jeez. ended that uh, Dead and Friends with John Mayer. Supposedly, whatever their big show was this summer was the final show of that. Of that Dead iteration. and Friends? Yeah. What's or Dead and Company. So it's the Grateful, Grateful Dead, Dead with, yeah, with John, with uh, what's his face instead of Jerry Garcia? John Mayer maybe instead of Jerry Garcia? Maybe, yeah, maybe for the last five years or so. John Mayer's been with the Grateful Dead? Yeah, he Correct. just has all his fingers. You know, he just he can play like this. <laughs> I like that. Did you guys know that Ish is a fan of um, Queen, but only with La- Adam Lambert? <laughs> I didn't even know that. I got in this argument with my friend, not about Queen, but about Sublime. He's like, yeah, dude, I love Sublime with Rome. They're way better than when Bradley Noel was in it. And I about fucking punched him in the face. <laughs> Yeah. pretty serious about these guys. Oh, yeah. Sublime. Sublime's the <laughs> shit, dude. Bradley Knoll's a fucking king. I don't, I this don't one's for Sticks Boy. How about, how about Sticks with Gowan instead of Dennis DeYoung? And probably Sticks not, Boy is the, probably the only one who got that. I heard a, that Ish was in England Gowan's this better. week. I heard Ish was in England this week writing songs with Ozzy just so Lance can't say he doesn't write his own songs. <laughs> Is that well, where then I, I did? I, I had to be like, no, Ozzy, you write it down, not me. Yeah. I get your credit him with his hand. His hand trembles, so it's hard for him to write. <laughs> Ish is like, all right, what do you think of this lyric? And Ozzy's like, oh, it's pretty good. And Ish is like, repeat it back to me. He says it back and he goes, that's fantastic, Ozzy. That's great. What a great lyric. Put it down. Put it down. (laughs) (laughs) Got to coax him through it. It's hilarious. He's a living legend. Meh. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Get that ice cream, Lance. Mm -hmm. Is that a blizzard or is that a Mr. Misty? What the hell did you just say? Mr. Misty. Isn't that what it's called or... What's a Mr. Misty? That's what it's probably called back when I was a kid. It's the uh, basically a Slurpee, but what they give you from Dairy Queen it was a Mr. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's just like a oh, Slurpee. Oh, I do remember those. Mm-hmm. It was a they slush. Yeah, I do remember. Did they have ice cream in the bottom of them or no? No, I don't it's, remember. It's just like ice with 
like flavoring. Like you can get blue raspberry or cherry or. I remember some them. of them had ice cream, but it was called something different. It was wasn't called a Mister Misty. They don't make that anymore, huh? No, I don't compete with Listen, the Iceys and the Slurpees. As much as I love to watch people eat on this show, Ish kind of has that niche cornered. So, <laughs> yeah, dude, don't be stealing my act. <laughs> you gotta eat ice cream before it already is half melted. Best way. Listen, now it's just Ish doesn't ask the for. Ish doesn't ask for many things on this show. He asked for a Star Wars segment, and he asked to be the only one on here that eats. Star Wars segment or Star Trek? Star Trek. Once asked for James Bond too. Oh, and James Bond, but we have to draw the line somewhere. No, no, no. Hey, did you watch Raw on Monday? Did you see uh, Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar? I did see that, yes. Were you entertained? I was not entertained. Are you entertained? You were not entertained. I was entertained. I was not entertained. It's been a while since I've been entertained by pro wrestling. Hence why he didn't like Black Adam. Ever since The Rock left, it wasn't as good. (laughs) Did you well? Did you watch? You don't watch AEW, do you? I don't. I don't know. You didn't see Adam Hangman, Hangman Page land square on his head and knock himself out mid match? So they called off the match. I did. I, that I just like later saw clips and read about it, and people were already broke knocked himself out cold. Yeah. Wow. Did I see the vagina see helmets? Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. Is he still talking it's about Hartman? The, you uh, never know what Hartman's talking about. I think he's still like, talking about the trailer from Star Trek. Discovery season oh, he five is, yes. for the aliens. I think he was convinced they're yeah, they the do glowing like red things on their face were like uterus. Hey Lance, what's going on in Geek News this week? <laughs> I don't know. Speaking Play of the video, let's find out. I don't know. I'm waiting for you to finish fucking deep throat and blizzard. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> Next. It's time Ooh, for Geek it's News. So Did you guys, creamy. you guys like the remix? Don't, 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 don't. All right. What we got first. Where's the fucking thing to turn these slides? He says, oh, it's so creamy. <laughs> first bit of Geek News. The fuck? It's that new game show. Cast re- f- fucking this guy. <laughs> <laughs> It's that new show, Cast the Dippa 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 Oh, fuck. All right, so who, who who do you guys think we're talking about today? We've got Adam Driver on the screen, John Krasinski, Whoa, well, Tom I Ellis. I never even heard Adam Driver's name brought up in I this. read it fucking today. I thought for sure we talked about it already. Uh, let's see who we got today. Spin the wheel. Spin that wheel. It's fucking Tom Ellis from Lucifer. I buy it. Since Marvel Studios announced the Fantastic Four would be joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there's been a lot of speculation, but little news concerning casting. Recent rumors suggest at least one role may be close to finding its actor, and that actor may just be none other than Lucifer star Tom Ellis. As reported by Murphy's Multiverse, Du Moi, Du Moi, what that says is that a person god bless you fucking don't know suggested tom ellis is being considered for reed richards actor maddie hassan for sue storm and michael provost for johnny storm it was stated jason biggs from american pie has auditioned for ben Grimm, 
but it is wow. uncertain if he is still in the running for the role. It is worth reiterating that none of this has yet been confirmed. That's all. That's gonna all be a joke. Jason. Jason Biggs. Biggs. Tom El- the now, pie I don't- fucker himself. <laughs> I don't know Maddie Hassan or Michael Provost. Do you guys know who those guys are? Well, remember the big rumor of Jason Siegel appearing as as Ben yeah. Grimm and She Hulk. Yeah, and yeah. He talked about on the show many times, and nothing, not even close to that, was reality. I don't believe any of this crap. There wasn't even the a Fantastic Four. And and Dumois suggestion that this it's going to be Tom Ellis. It must be a person from this Murphy's Multiverse website. I don't know. Dumois. But did you guys Dumois. like my little wheel? That was fun, right? The little yeah, wheel it was, was great. Fun. It's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now I know well, why you're never a game show host. <laughs> it's time to play the cast of Mother the fucking the, the price this is thing. wrong, bitch. <laughs> it's time to play Ding I had this whole plan of fucking like talking like fucking Steve Harvey or something. Joe's Doolin says Harvey Weinstein for Thing, Matt Lauer for Reed Richard, Bill Cosby as Human Torch. <laughs> Sure, why not? And who's playing? Who's let's playing Reed Richards? Kevin Spacey, Danny Masterson. <laughs> no, he said the rooster Ma- himself. He said Matt Lauer, Harvey Weinstein for thing, Matt Lauer for Reed Richards, and Bill Cosby for human. Oh, Harvey. then who's playing? Who's playing? Uh, fucking um, <laughs> your mom's is Elliot Page is Elliot Sue Page. and Johnny Storm. <laughs> your mom is w- on point. Duty. Well, the guy who just played who played him in the last Fantastic Four movie was on SNL recently, wasn't he? Miles Teller, yeah, he was in Top Gun, right? Yeah. Yes. So they, I mean, I think he's grown since that. Grown in terms of his. They want to separate themselves as much as possible from that movie. Guaranteed. That would be the worst idea ever to bring him back. I I don't think. I think now it's better off to bring him back now that he's done bigger movies. Right at the time, uh, that that was kind of a flop. But well, he was. You got when Fantastic Four came out, like he he had done some big movies at that time, like. What was the series that he did? Was well, it Whiplash? Was he it, had done, I, and that was an, an amazing movie. A Whiplash is a fantastic movie, but he also yeah, did Whiplash, War Dogs, Whiplash. which is a really good movie. So good. Was, Dogs, it, was yeah. Miles Teller in Divergent? Mm. What series did he have? He, I think the four or something. It was called. Is that the? It was like a. It was. It was a series of movies. I thought that. Yeah, he was in Divergent. He's in Divergent with Shailene Woodley. Um, so like he's he's had a career. Like he's had a career. Whiplash. No, no. He's oh, is he in all of them or is he just in the insurgent? Movie? No, he's her like friend or something. He's been a lot of movies like I've never even heard of. He's got some really good ones. I mean, Whiplash is great, War Dogs is great, uh Spectacular Now is great. Yeah, he was in Insurgent as well. Uh, think of the fact the that brave. Um, Chris Evans was the Human Torch, and they brought him back to play Captain America. Like I was, like, why is this guy? Why is this? But guy you got to remember Captain- when the first Fantastic Four came out, the first one, it wasn't as lambasted as this new 2015 one was. Oh no, I, I agree, I agree. But I don't think it's a bad idea to have him. It still was it. criticized, but yeah, not to the extent of this one. No. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Trank. Is that who did it? Yeah. Josh Trank did this new one. Yeah. Although the casting, none of the casting really bugs me from that new one. 
Well, I don't even remember who played Doctor Doom. I just remember he looked ridiculous. But if you think about it, like nobody, I I mean, like I like Jamie. Jamie Bell's a good actor, but as Ben Grimm and the thing that that's too tiny. And the girl who played Sue Storm, I just wanted to punch in the face. Me too. They got half the casting right, I would say. Michael B. Jordan was good as like Johnny Storm. Didn't you you like Michael B. Jordan? Yeah, he's kind of good in everything, though. That's a that's a good guy to cast in you know many roles. It's pretty solid. And Miles Teller, like I like Miles Teller, but he just looks so disinterested. And even being like this the, throughout the whole movie, he just looks like I'm here for the payday, right? Well, I mean, do you, wouldn't you and be? There, and there was no payday. The girl that plays uh, Sue Storm in that movie, her father owns the Yankees. He was her, in uh, her bro- her Kevin sister Spacey. is married to um, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, really? Rooney Mara. Yeah, the Maras own which football or which baseball Giants. team? Is it the Giants? They own the New York. The Mar- the Mariners. The football Giants. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she's from uh she's from the Mara family that owns the her grandfather owns it, right, JP? Yeah, they own the she there's some relationship where they own the Steelers and the Giants. There she was married to she's married to someone who has connected. She's connected to the Giants. I think the who she's married to or her mom is connected to the Steelers and the dad is connected to the Giants. Yeah, so she comes sense. from she comes from money, like Kate Mara. But it doesn't mean she's a good actress by any means. But uh but I think she's an okay actress, but in FF as Sue Storm, that was Yeah. I mean you said Miles Teller was like disinterested as an actor. Her character was like disinterested in that movie. Always headphones on, just always kind of like that was not Sue Storm at all. I guess I'm just used to them fucking up that role because, like, Jessica Alba wasn't good as Sue Storm either. I mean, Jessica Alba's she's great, but it just wasn't Sue Storm. Like, they just constantly fuck up that role. But you got to remember Chris Evans. JP brought up Chris Evans. Chris Evans has been in what six or seven different comic book properties. He's done Push, The Losers, Fantastic Four, Scott Pilgrim. Avengers, Avengers, uh, that's five. Didn't he do another one? Did not know that. Yeah, he's so looking into it. It looks like, um, both sides of her family, mother and father's side, are the owner one of the owner of the New York Giants and the other one is the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers because it says a descendant of the owners of the New York Giants and Pittsburgh Steelers. So Yep, I, I'm okay with the Steelers one. I'm not. But didn't who was the girl that did the movie? Did the movie um, the the dragon movie? Oh, uh, Rooney. Rooney Mara, right? I think that's related to her. Oh, it's the dragon tattoo. Yeah, they're they're sisters. Yeah. Okay, right, that's right. the one that's married to Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, Rooney Mara is is uh, married to Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, that's where I I did not I I knew the Mara from the Dragon Tattoo movie. I had no idea she was a Mara till I just looked it up. No, I don't. I knew she was in a Kevin Spacey the uh, with House of Cards. She was a reporter in that, and I liked her in that show. And then I saw her in uh, in Fantastic Four. After the facts, I went back and watched that, and I said, ah, you know, it wasn't. She's wasn't hot. my favorite casting. Um, she is attractive. Yeah, she's just so. Sue Storm should be blonde. She, Sue Storm should be blonde. And Reed Richards should be 25 years old, older than her. 
that's the way it should be. Crush. I think uh, I think they're gonna move away from because they end up together. I think they're moving away from. I don't know. I've seen a lot on online of people getting upset when they have these older actors with these younger girls. Like, what was the one I was just uh, I was just reading about the. I'll tell you what, Kate Mara is dead sexy in the Hulu show Teacher, if you've never watched it. Teacher's a good show. It's fucked up. That show is fucked up. <laughs> but it's a good show. Have you guys seen that one, JP-ish? She's a teacher that um, has an affair with one of her students, like a high school teacher, has an affair it's with one story. of her students. Is it? Well, I mean, it happens all the time. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's like it was on, It was. I think it's based on an actual true story of a uh, I read about it in the late nineties, early two thousand. So I think it's based on that story, even though it happens all, all the time, but it's based on an actual story. Yeah. Shit, it never happened to me. <laughs> me neither. No, my <laughs> One of my English teachers in high school was a cheerleader for the Arizona Cardinals. And uh that would have been great. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we shouldn't make fun of statutory rape guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely gonna get us canceled you're not making fun of it you're just saying that you're disappointed that it didn't happen to you well I, you know if you failed high school a couple times or your grade you were 18 anyway so it didn't matter right <laughs> depends on what state you're in oh, I, i'm not making fun of it but and again i can also turn around and say i'm sad that it, i didn't have a t- sad teacher or a hot teacher and it did not happen to me no <laughs> Matt, Matt's hot teacher was like Mr. Brown or something like that. That's who he yeah. had the hot for. All right. Uh, it wasn't very many hot teachers in the woodshop area. So they're all, they're all old dudes. And Amish yes. in the woodshop. Yeah, I'm assuming that your school hired uh, an Amish person to work the woodshop. That's what they, yeah. Mr. <laughs> Beverage. And, yeah, it was. Oh, shit. All right. Well, Ezekiel. next. Oh, go ahead. Ezekiel. Oh, uh is Borat Borat Mephisto via my Mephisto via my time to shine hello whatever the fuck that is Sasha Baron Cohen is said I don't believe it if it's not Demois it's not a Demois rumor I'm not I don't buy it Sasha Baron Cohen is said to have been cast as Mephisto in the Marvel Studios Studios Ironheart series coming to Disney Plus it's true, and I love it. Perfect casting because they're reputable, whatever. Another fan chimed in questioning and laughed how Mephisto is going to fit into an Ironheart story. The Hood is the villain of the show. He's magic-based character that makes a deal with the demon to get his cloak and powers. Originally, it was with Dormammu in the comics, but here it's going to be with Mephisto, replied, my time to shine hello. The fuck that name, dude? Is that a website? Matt, you, you you found this you found this article. Is that a website? I don't know. It's all over the place. My time now. to shine hello is really the Kevin Feige robot. <laughs> it's one of the, it's one of the bot accounts. I honestly do account. think that they have like some bot accounts that are like, hey, what about this person? And they put it out in the in the you know Twitterverse to see how people react to it. Absolutely. I don't know, dude. Do this guy can do anything. Like, I really think that he can whatever role like he can become that person not saying everything he comes out with is good but he's really good at like changing his entire persona i'm like seriously okay with his casting like i 
I like Sasha Baron Cohen. I like the Barat movies. I like, I like you said. I don't think you're. I haven't seen anything bad that he's done. I mean, I guess other than I don't know the second Bruno, Borat but he was. The oh, second dude, the Borat movie was pretty funny. The one where yeah. he's in the yellow overalls here, that, and the one next to it where he's like the Iranian military leader, the dictator. Or whatever, yeah, dictator. those are those are bad movies. Yeah, do you want this guy being Mephisto in the Marvel? Mephisto. He's an amazing. I would argue he could probably do something interesting with it. Yeah, I could see it. He's one of the best character actors available today. I, I, I put this on hammy Mephisto. That's for sure. I put this on my Instagram page. I have a book I got. Uh, I think it's Mephisto versus the Fantastic Four, something I found. And I said, hopefully if Sasha Baron Cohen, can he play the role as good as Tim Curry did in Legend? If you remember Tim Curry's a comedian yeah. and he he rocked it as legend did he not uh, as darkness in the movie legend but Tim Curry could you really call him a comedian because he started out as a Broadway actor Tim Curry but, but he he was in Rocky Horror Picture so he was a guy in fishnets and makeup and then he was darkness and he was like the 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 coolest looking devil I I had seen at that point of my childhood I thought he was pretty but he's not cool. he's not being funny in Rocky Horror Picture Show I, found, I don't know. I still laugh when I watch the show. I'm well, not yeah, saying, it's it's but funny, but he's not being. He was funny. in Clue. He was in Clue. He would like. I'm saying he can play all different kind of roles, and I never saw him as someone who could play darkness as well. But as, he was Pennywise. He was in the Hunter and too. Yeah, the, yes, the guy's done a lot. But uh, again, early on, he was the he was the front desk what, man in uh, Home Alone too. Yep. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, it could could Sasha Baron Cohen be Mephisto, depending on how Curry did it. Like that, just I don't know. I thought that was portrayed well in that movie in Legend. I just thought that was a cool ass looking devil, which was as cool as it was from the. That devil was as cool as the one in the Black Adam movie. For those who saw it, I'll just say well, that he, now. He hasn't always done. He he hasn't been strictly comedic comedic movies uh Sasha Baron Cohen I mean he did Les Miserables he did uh Hugo he's done um, that was a comedic role in Hugo though but still he was remember. in a Martin Scorsese movie but it's it just hard for yeah. me to see hit Cohen as Mephisto as I would want him portrayed but like I'm saying Curry could do darkness yeah I don't so know I, I think okay. I think the guy just understands like deep character like essence you know what i mean like he can figure out like what makes something tick and bring that like i think he's really good at being funny and it is a marvel movie so you know mephisto's gonna crack a few jokes like it's just <coughs> everybody in a marvel movie thanos didn't. doesn't need to thanos he didn't crack any jokes did he no i don't know no. So yeah he would definitely have mephisto making jokes he, he would play I mean, you don't cast him if he doesn't over the top mephisto. right that's what i mean so they're going to make mephisto be funny thanos really wasn't brolin wasn't funny but i don't i don't know much as much about mephisto but if, if he's supposed to be somewhat funny then that's great casting i don't want to be funny i want to be like witty and dry be funny with... like like a dark like not not no, with puns i want him to be more anything. like cunning and manipulative not funny funny like i don't want him to try and be anything like the rock was in black <laughs> adam i you know i just want him to be just very witty and manipulative and 
I'm all for this because I like Sasha Baron Cohen and I I'm ecstatic that they're finally going to bring Mephisto into Mephisto into the MCU. But what a missed opportunity. Why didn't this happen during No Way Home? Then you can undo that stupid ending that makes no sense. He can make the deal with Mephisto to make everyone forget he's Spider-Man, including Mary Jane. Give up his relationship. Therefore, you write her out of the next movie. And you move forward with nobody knowing that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. But nope, can't do that. Gotta, we, we're gonna wait until Ironheart because we've already used um, Dormammu and all these other cl- characters. We've already done this, so eh, why not? You know. Well, I just, think they're, I think they're, I think they're potentially gearing up for him to appear in Agatha. Don't you? Yeah, I would think that would make sense in that show. It makes right. sense if he'd eventually come bu- in Agatha. I mean, it, I just. You're having the coven of what do they call it? The coven of chaos. Chaos, yeah. It it's gonna be like a. I'm hoping that it's like kind of horror esque. What's better than to put the fucking devil in there? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there's a better casting for Mephisto than Borat, but I'm sure it'll work. I think he's. I think it's a perfect casting. Like. Sasha Baron Cohen is just that good of an actor. Like, have you seen Talladega Nights? Yeah, he is. A, yeah, he's a phenomenal actor. Like, that's what I was saying. Like, there's not many actors that can really like study the essence of of a character. You know what I mean? Like, and and can get so down deep into it and just really like become that character. I mean, when you look at him from Borat to Ali G, like I remember the first time I saw Ali G, and I said, "There's no way in hell that's the same dude." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's just that I'm good. And then before I even like knew who Sasha Baron Cohen was, Talladega Nights came out, and I didn't even realize that was the same dude with Borat. Yeah, but the, the way he played that dictator show was the same as he played Borat. The dictator, the dictator wasn't him. It was really bad writing. It was horrendous writing. Yeah, yeah, he wrote no, it. No, I'm sa- I'm not saying his <laughs> portrayal. No, 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 it. I'm not saying his his portrayal. <laughs> he wrote it. <laughs> the portrayal wasn't the problem. Like him, him performing wasn't the problem. Him writing, the, the movie was bad. Like the, it was just dumb. And that yeah, one, funny. what is that one? He's Hans or something like that. What is the one where he's in the yellow overalls? That's uh, Bruno. Mm. Where he's like a gay fashion icon. From like he's like Dutch, right? Austrian. Uh, Austrian. Like I don't know. He just doesn't scream Mephisto to me, but hey, I don't know. Just I, like I say, it's better than Jason Biggs as Ben Grimm. Yeah, I. I <laughs> yeah. Well, we haven't seen him yet. But again, what did what did Kevin say in the She-Hulk finale? Their uh, the probability of success they have is hundred percent or something. He said at the end of that show. That they, their formula works all the time. So put in Borat and as Memphisto, and it'll work, I guess. Yeah. Did he say something about how their formula always works? So they always. No, he it out? took a crack at himself. I think it was like an 80% success rate. Like it it works more often than not. Or he said, yeah, he made it. Like he poked it. He made a joke about himself. Like not everything works. But uh, I don't know. This one does. Yeah, hopefully. 
Maybe we'll Jason see. Biggs is Mephisto. We'll see. Seventy-five percent of the time, it works every time. Panther, pa- what's it called? Panther. Sex, Sex Panther. Panther. Sex, Sex Panther. Panther. I have uh, socks that have that written on the side. Sex Panther. I have Axe Cologne that says it on the side. <laughs> All right, Ooh, next. You wear Axe Cologne. I'm sorry. <laughs> The Batman writer-director Matt Reeves is planning to expand on his film's universe with a series devoted to the Dark Knight's rogues gallery. As reported by The Hollywood Reporter, Reeves is not only working on a sequel to The Batman, but is also quietly developing a film series centered around both well-known and obscure Batman villains, including Scarecrow, Clayface, and even Professor Pig. Pig? Yeah. Okay. Among others, these projects are in very early development, but Reeves is taking meetings with writers and directors to expand the Batman universe. What the fuck is Warner Brothers doing, dude? You're already kind of getting this with the... um... They're looking at the Joker and they're looking at the Batman and they're seeing these are big, successful movies that people liked and didn't shit all over, so let's continue making those. So why continue making fucking Black Adam and Shazam and all these other... Like, just make one universe. You be- you haven't even been able to successfully create one universe. Now you're well, going to create another universe. Correct. And not to why. mention, Joker <laughs> is not in this universe. That is the plan. Right. So that's a third universe. But the Peacemaker, Suicide Squad, all the that's first DCU. Suicide Squad, and they all have the same Amanda Waller in them. So there's some connection there. Yeah, it's but all these- DCEU. It's rooted from the Snyderverse. Okay. But that's still going on. The Snyderverse. Well, rumor yeah. is is that they're moving forward with those those actors portraying these characters, but the Snyderverse is done. So they're going to move forward with all the same actors and actresses, but they are not. They are rewriting the the DC universe, and Black Adam was supposed to be what kicks that off. And and the Black Adam movie, I know we'll get to it later on, but that was more of a Marvel feel to it. With it wasn't as dark was kind of funny and and, and it had well, I mean, it was dark to the point where he like brutally murdered people right but there still was some funny lines to it like i thought it was not as dark as uh you know dawn of justice or whatever that was the, the batman versus superman one yeah. or uh justice league i just realized that this picture i grabbed is a puzzle are you guys <laughs> able to see that yeah, I can tell. Uh, but what I'm trying to figure out is DC has seen that this doesn't work. Like a Clayface movie? How is that different than a Morbius movie? I was just going to say, I'm, I'm down for a Clayface movie. I'll yeah, but why, why did Peacemaker work and these won't? I, I think it would be... Peacemaker's obscure enough to where people don't connect him to anything else. How do you have a Clayface movie and not have Batman in it? Yeah, but how do you have Gotham that that what that nobody said a, that Batman would be coming out? You're yeah, assuming he Batman's not gonna be he might make it a small appearance, but you had that Pennyworth yeah. show that just coming out on HBO you Max that is Alfred prior to his time with Batman. Do you yeah, have... but do you realize they had to add Batman to the title because no like people weren't even realizing that that was part of yep. that it was had anything to do with Batman? That show, I don't know if you guys have seen it, Penny Pennyworth. It's what did they do to the title? Uh, they added the origin of Batman's butler. <laughs> that's what Pennyworth, it's Pennyworth the, origin. that's, the origins of Batman's butler. That's the name so of the show. Like now. The show synopsis. He's is apparently the title. a badass. He's apparently a badass before he. But became... the first, the first season, it's more of like a 
not espionage, but like, I don't know, like, 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 yeah, like badass, like, like a film noir. He's like Austin Powers, except without the hair. You're badass in the British Army, so you're like, what do I want to do? Well, I don't want kids of my own, so I'm just going to settle down, become someone's slave, butler, and raise someone else's snotty little nosed kid. Mm-hmm. It's a good, it's a good show, but it didn't. They could have written that show completely and not had anything to do with Batman. But why? Like, I'm assuming that if they're making, they're doing a sequel to the Batman and making movies, set, like. Because then you could just argue that, oh, the first Batman is a movie about about fucking um, Riddler. It's Riddler's movie. I'm assuming that Mephisto. These are going to be, the way they're saying this is Scarecrow, Clayface, and Professor Pig are going to be the main focal points of these movies. Well, they're already kind of starting that by doing the Penguin spinoff show with Colin Farrell. So yeah. yep. it's not really that big of a, that much of a surprise. I think it's, I think it's a good idea. Well, then throw him into the fucking have him fight the rock and Black Adam or some shit. No, yeah. we're good. I just don't I don't like the fact of they haven't even. <laughs> yeah, Matt Reeves even is probably it. like, I'm not dealing with any of that other crap. <laughs> I just don't like the fact of you haven't even successfully built one universe. Now you've got your eyes on building this universe while you're also trying to fix this one. Not to mention that we don't have in our articles today. Walter Hamada officially stepped out of DC. He's gone today or yesterday or something he's gone yeah they they can't even find anybody to helm this dumpster fire of a universe that they're trying to build themselves i'm available and now they want to build another universe <laughs> why not have why not just start over why not just start over and have matt reeves build the whole thing yeah if you're gonna, if you're like gonna have matt that's reeves what they're doing no because now they're talking about uh casting another flash actor to take over for ezra miller they're they're talking about doing something at the end of the Flash movie to have a different actor at the end of that so, Flash movie. So maybe maybe on. they want to do something that Marvel isn't doing and ha- and have two universes. But they I, haven't I even successfully built one. But with well, with Black Adam coming out and and that connection to the old DCEU with Amanda Waller and and uh, what was it what's the blonde haired girl's name that was that's married to um, James Gunn or dating James Gunn. Is she that her at the end of that movie? Yeah. Yeah. That's the same actress? Yep. Mm-hmm. From Peacemaker. So you got that connection, but you have all these obscure characters, Black Adam, Dr. Fate, Hawkman, which I thought was cool as hell. We'll, we'll get into that later. But that that's a good way to start it, right? Because you have these, again, with Peacemaker, obscure characters, and you can slowly build into it like they did with, with Marvel and Iron Man, who was a big name, but he wasn't popular. In the 90s, it was X-Force, X-Men, Spider-Man. They sold all those properties off, so all they had left was Iron Man and Thor. I just have a really hard time seeing seeing John Cena's Peacemaker and Robert Pattinson's Batman. Oh, I bet you'd want to see John Cena's Peacemaker, wouldn't you, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) I just have a hard time seeing those two in the same movie. Yeah, I don't get... I don't like like how they recast the Batman. I I like Peacemaker... And, and where they're going now, but that Batman made no sense to me. Even though it was a good movie, I just didn't think it... Well, it's completely standalone. It has nothing right. to do with anything we've ever seen before. I love and Ben, ben Affleck is going to be in Aquaman and The Flash. Yeah, I don't I mean, so he's still carrying forward. I, I don't know. I guess we'll just find out more when it comes. I tell you, I was out of this stuff for a long time. I followed the movies here and there. 
But I said to somebody whenever the Dark Knight came out, because I hadn't seen Batman Begins. And when Dark Knight, the Dark Knight came out with um, Heath Ledger, I said, why are they redoing this? They already did the Joker, you know, and and then it was a great movie. It, it made a whole trilogy from that. But in my head, I said, why do you have to redo the same characters you already did before? Do something different. Use somebody else. Don't use the Penguin. Don't use Mr. Freeze. Find somebody new to use, like Bane. And, and well, I guess they used him in the '90s, but somebody else to to make a movie with, and start a start a whole new, you know, series from there. But it turned out pretty good. But in my head, I just didn't. Why would you have to remake the same thing again? You don't need to remake Total Recall. You don't need to remake Blade Runner. Like, well, uh, didn't lost. Matt? Haven't you been saying that for a while? That like DC has access to every single one of their characters why do they keep remaking the same shit over and over again yep because those are the characters that sell those are the characters that people know and they're gonna put butts in seats their their whole universe is so just so in shambles so hostile that they're afraid that anyone but a batman a superman a wonder woman an aquaman or a flash your big your big, you know, hitters aren't gonna aren't gonna work, and it's been very evident, and we're seeing that by the cancellation of the Wonder Twins, the cancellation of Batgirl, who knows the influx of Blue Beetle, you know, now not moving forward with Green Lantern shows anymore, you know, just everything they've canceled Disney Plus. Who knows what's going on with Titans? Who knows what's going on Doom Patrol? So. As far as their cinematic universe goes, they're so like in shambles that they don't want to take the risk of bringing somebody in who's not going to be a guaranteed home run. And I think Black Adam will, the success of Black Adam will go a long way to solidify their next move. If you guys had your choice of of a show or a movie being made off of a DC property, the being the star of a DC movie that has not been done before, who would be your pick? Firestorm. Firestorm was is going to be, or no, he was going to be in Batgirl, right? Wasn't that Brendan Fraser? No, that was Firefly. No. It was Firestorm in. I think wasn't it the Firestorm Legends of Tomorrow Fly- show. Yeah. Yeah, he's the nuclear man. Yeah, so he's he technically been made. Flash and- oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see that. <laughs> that's an interesting pick though why firestorm i always just thought he was a cool he i just thought he was a cool um character back in the day just i think you can take that obscure character and in this day and age with the with cgi and you can do like they did with the black adam movie do like they did with iron man and really start a base from these obscure characters and build from there and going back to the original marvel didn't have those x-men spider-man to rely on they didn't bring spider-man in until until 20 what was it 2014 2015 with yeah they made a movie off of one that nobody else could like really wanted to make a movie off of it like because it wasn't a for sure thing yeah iron man killed it i mean it killed it and who would have thought i mean iron man's a cool character but he didn't he did not have a following Uh, and he they you know great casting with Robert Downey Jr., John Favreau di- directing it. I mean, it just was, it, it hit. And you find something like that, like James Gunn and Peacemaker, and you take Firestorm or you take 
Green Lantern even, maybe. I mean, I think that could be a, a, a better movie, even though I, as much as I like Ryan Reynolds, you know, find oh, somebody sucked. else. It sucked, but it could have been better because it's it, Green Lantern's a great, he has great storylines. I think the one, well, I want to hear Ish and Matt, like who, who would you want a movie from DC if you got one? Hey, I'll just say um, this in defense of uh, that Green Lantern movie. I think half the movie, all the scenes in space and having to do with that in space, it's a fucking awesome movie. Whenever they come to Earth, that's when it's like it totally sucks. You can so rewatch Green that movie and, yeah, you and can re-watch fast it. forward you through a lot it. of the scenes. There's like a cool movie in there, a really cool movie. Yeah. You fast forward through the whole thing. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, you, you got fast forward any scenes on Earth and any scenes with with Green Lantern's girlfriend. Excise yeah, that. you got Blake Lively like and, cool and Ryan Reynolds. Movie. You can't go wrong with that show. It's it's watchable over and over again, whereas Thor, Love and Thunder, you can't watch it again. <laughs> I'll agree. I would I would rather watch Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern any day over Thor, Love and Thunder. Yep. So, Ish, who would be your pick as far as a DC movie of somebody that hasn't been adapted before? Well, like a character? Yeah. Fuck yeah, Booster Gold. That's what I was thinking. I didn't want to say it because I've Booster Gold. Of... I love Booster Gold, but it's got that's well, I mean, one that all... I don't want to see them just anyone handle that. I mean, of all the characters you can pick from, I mean, Booster Gold to me seems like the most most logical. The one I'm surprised he did they appear, haven't. I yet. believe in one of the CW shows they had him Booster Gold. Yeah, they had a Booster Gold and. Zatanna's one that I'm surprised shit. they haven't pushed in this. They new... already, they've been trying, and it just got probably going to get shit canned. It's been produced in production for a while. Like in this new like landscape that we're in, where they're they're trying to like develop these female led superhero movies. Like Zatanna seems like prime a prime property. I don't know Zatanna very well. They tried. They're trying. It's not going very far. What about Black Lightning? <laughs> they had uh, a whole show. Yeah, he was in the slot. bombed. Yeah. The show uh, bombed. CW. It, so, it, it, it looked kind of cheesy, so you make it better, and then, you know, maybe it takes off. Well, let's just put it this way. They came out with that show and said, this has nothing to do with the Arrowverse, right? And then it went two seasons. No one watched it, and they said, okay, it's now part of the Arrowverse because they needed people to watch it and then still nobody watched it and then they canceled it thanks crisis on impotent arts crossover that was cool but i don't know all right next oh i guess i don't get to say mine huh oh say yours you just kind of smirked every time we said one so that's all right i'm sorry (laughs) what's yours matt you don't have access to the powerpoint so we'll sit here all night mine would uh be static shock (laughs) oh i would love static shock uh, the kid from Stranger Things has been advocating to play Static Shock. What about the Spectre? Another one there. Static Shock, the Spectre. There's a couple out there. Spectre didn't, um, the Spectre's in Stargirl, isn't he? Not yeah, Stargirl. Sergeant no, Rock. he was in, Man, he was I in Flash. What, didn't, uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, Oliver Queen became Spectre in Crisis on Infinite Earth. Is that what it was? Yeah. But even if yeah. it was in... 
in CW doesn't really say you can't redo it in the. No, 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 no. You're absolutely right. You're okay. you're absolutely right, JP. There's a there's a few characters that I would like to see redone that a were better. CW. Yeah, right. yeah. One of those is Green Arrow. Like the only Green Arrow like good adaptation that we've had is Stephen Amell. Yeah. They were like trying they, to make a Green Arrow movie um, for a while, where he was gonna it was gonna be like a Prison Break movie, where he was escaping like a Supermax prison. Isn't that the TV show? No. Okay. Didn't he escape a prison in the TV show? He escaped an island. But didn't in the third? Did he never go to a prison? Uh, I don't think so. Why do I, I feel like but, he was in a prison at one point? Like the whole movie was just supposed to be like a prison escape movie. See, they keep they keep like they kept making like Justice League and stuff and putting Cyborg in there, and it should have been Green Arrow. Cyborg. It should have it should have been Green Lantern. Well, yeah. Green Lantern too. Apparently, there was a Green Lantern scene filmed for Zack Snyder's Justice League, but they cut yeah, it you like see, he did no, it in his driveway or something. The, you see it in the Snyder cut. He's like flying around in the background, but you never actually see his face. Yeah, but that was the John Majors. I think it was the John Majors. Is that his name? No, uh, it's a famous Jonathan cover. Stewart? No, no, not yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that's. I'm sorry, that's the name of him. John the Majors famous... is the guy playing Kang. Kang, right? I'm sorry, <laughs> but I knew there was the the Black Green Lantern is essentially what that I thought he was supposed to be, which would have been pretty cool. So, yeah, I, I would love to see a good Green Lantern. He was always my character that I would go to when we I played a uh, DC versus Mortal Kombat and Injustice. It, always played green lantern it's fucking Bro, awesome speaking of john majors did you see how ripped he got he got fucking yeah shredded for creed 3 did you watch the creed 3 trailer jp and ish no dude jonathan majors looks like you fucking take on a semi-truck who's he supposed to play in creed he's 3? playing a totally new character i don't think he has any relation to any character from is it mr t's kid no, no. that was a rumor that was going around but apparently that's not the case he was um Clubber Lang Jr. Clubber <laughs> Lang, that's his name. No, he's like he's like he's Creed's like like childhood childhood friend. friend that goes to prison and then gets out. And apparently he was always like a better boxer. This is just from the trailer, but he was always a better boxer than Creed and gets out of prison and then wants to take on Creed to like take his rightful place as boxer's number one. Well, no, it's something. not that he wants to take it on creed it's that he starts like brutally beating the hell out of everyone he fights and apparently like there's some conflict and um his girl creed's wife or girlfriend says well maybe the only way to stop him is to fight him so and then that of course launches into the the montage of we're what getting if ready to fight time, tra- time traveling apollo creed nice i'd be down with that back to fight his um, own son I read something just before the show started, uh, speaking of Creed and Rocky. Did you know, so Ralph Macchio has been going around doing all these like TV um, TV interviews and stuff because he's got a new book coming out. And apparently in the late 90s, he was pitched a Karate Kid and Rocky crossover to where, <laughs> where, where fucking uh, Danny and Rocky both have kids and those kids are going to fight each other and they both have to train their kids. So a full-on boxer was going to fight a karate kid. 
I would have said that. And serious. Ralph Ralph Macchio, they they, they cornered Ralph Macchio and the writer of the original because the guy that directed the Karate Kid also directed one of the Rocky movies, I guess, or wrote one of the Rocky movies yes. or something. And, and uh, he, he directed it. Not the first Rocky though, right? No, that was Rocky. Himself. So Stallone yeah, wrote so the first Stallone. Rocky, but the director, the director of Rocky, is the same director as Karate Kid. You're right. So, Stallone didn't direct the first Rocky. No, he just wrote it. No. Did he, he direct the later Rockies? Because he has he directed some about... Rockies, right? I think Rocky IV. He directed Rocky Balboa. Yeah. The where Maybe he's Rocky old and. Too. I think the where movie you're talking about old would have been Poetry. And owns a restaurant. Yeah. I think the movie you're talking about that was made in the '80s was No Retreat, No Surrender. Was the? <laughs> you guys see that movie? No, <laughs> you guys yes. never saw No Retreat, No Surrender with John Claude Van Damme. I don't remember that one. It was a total absolutely. knockoff of Karate Kid and Kickboxer and Rocky. I mean, that that was the the child of uh, Rocky and Karate Kid, if if you could think of one. But the, Ralph, your mom's going off on Ralph Macchio, dude, and that dude is having the time of his life right now. My God. I gotta watch Cobra Kai season. He's five. got one of the number one shows on Netflix. Yeah, I still haven't watched oh. it yet either. It's so He's, good. It's so no, fucking. It's got one of the best shows ever on Netflix. Yeah, Ash Brown. Ash he, Brown, Johnny Lawrence. <laughs> he has a best-selling book out right now. He's going on fucking all these late-night shows talking about his book that's selling like hotcakes. And he's dating Allie again. He just came out the Cobra Kai video game where they used his like motion capture whatever like the dudes the dudes he's relevant right now and that dude doesn't look a day over like 35 he was 35 when he was in karate kid dude he is like in his 60s did you know that yeah because he was 30 when he did karate kid <laughs> no he way was, he was actually 30 years old when he did karate yeah because he kid. was in all those heartthrob magazines back in the day and i found out he was like almost 30 and i'm like he's playing a 16 year old kid but he was almost he, 30 back then. He looked that young. He is 60 years old, bro. Ralph Macchio. That's crazy. And he looks the 60. age of fucking Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> why don't you say it again? Uh, well, that's why in his 30s he was cast as like a 16-year-old. I think we got the, the hint that he was 60 years old. It's just crazy that's, to me. All right, so Lance. Like no, if you know Marshall so Orr, that's you the Rocky movies. Young. Stallone directed two, three, and four. Okay, so he directed he directed some of the early ones. He just didn't he wrote the all of one. them. He directed he two, three, and four, and then the elected. first one was the director of Karate, director of Karate Kid. Hmm. So we can lay that to rest. I can't believe they would have put that movie together. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, the the so he, also he was at lunch. He was at lunch with so Ralph Macho was at lunch with the director of Rocky and they both laughed at these two movie studio execs that like cornered them, gave them this pitch for this Rocky karate kid crossover. And, uh, he talks about it in his new book. Maybe or uh, Cobra Kai six season six will involve Rocky. It'd be really cool to have like a Sylvester stone cameo in Rocky season six. Wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a cameo. Like no true storyline, just a cameo. Like he comes in to buy a car from from uh Daniel son. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I like that. Good so idea. Hey, uh, I need a new Ferrari. There you go. There you go. Hey, where's Buckus? Where's Buckus? Hey. 
Oh man, they call me the Italian Stallion. <laughs> what else would you All cross right, Karate Kid over with? What if he did like a Karate Kid Predator crossover? Oh my! <laughs> would you see that? Would you go watch that? <laughs> a Karate Kid Nightmare on Elm Street crossover. I'd watch the shit oh, out of that ish. Yeah, I like that. Oh, I like that. So funny. Funny. <laughs> All right, next. We've got an Edward Norton MCU return. The the minds behind She-Hulk attorney at law considered including an unlikely cameo in season one finale. Edward Norton reprising his role as the Marvel Cinematic Universe's original Bruce Banner. The finale, whose show is this, includes a chaotic climax where many of Jen Walter's friends and enemies come together in a massive brawl, including a rematch between Bruce Banner, Hulk, uh, and Emil Blonsky, Abomination. Uh, in an interview with the direct director, Kat Coro said of the fight, there was a lot of talk about the fact that the last time they were together, a different actor was playing the Hulk. And Mark made quite a few jokes about that. And we did entertain the idea of swapping Mark out for Edward Norton, but that did not come to pass. I don't think Edward Norton wants anything to do with Marvel. Judging by how. Yeah, this isn't even a rumor. This is just them saying an anecdote. Oh, while we were filming, we said, oh, what if Edward Norton would return? And then. They never thought of it again. Oh, I think there's some truth to it. I think they probably tried to get him, and Edward Norton probably told him to kick rocks. Yeah, because the whole the whole reason he left, well, first they kicked him out, but he was also way too involved with the original film, like changing things last minute, because he wrote it, the original movie that he was in. He and somebody else wrote it together, and he made a lot of last-second changes. He didn't, like, Kevin Feige was basically trying to build this universe at that time so certain things had to fit into certain places right to to push the universe forward and he just didn't he wasn't really good at like playing in the sandbox does that make sense yep. so they need to yeah, get he, another that's his reputation he, he yeah. comes on a movie set and he really he rewrites the entire script he tells the director what to do yeah so that doesn't really work for the marvel engine right like I mean, that's one of the reasons yeah, why I mean, Edgar Wright left. Edgar Wright wanted to make his Ant-Man movie. Kevin Feige says, no, you need to make this Ant-Man movie. And Edgar Edgar Wright left. Ant-Man would have been 50 million times better if Edgar Wright stayed on to direct that movie. I don't know. I thought it was pretty good the way it is. Well, he even gets writing credits. If you see in the credits written by Edgar Wright. Hmm. But yeah, he, he had to leave. because Yeah, they used to enough to get a writing credit but um i mean just this here mark mark ruffalo made jokes and then we entertained the idea i don't know it doesn't sound like well, it's even they, something they that brought it up even close to gonna happen they brought it up early in this in, in episode one or two when he said i was a completely different guy back then so yeah that's true they made mention that's i think true. uh norton even uh commented on instagram twitter whatever he laughed about it or, or something i think he at least acknowledge it, but uh, you know. Well, I think you, him and Mark Ruffalo are friends. Yeah, but do you need do you need him uh, on the show? I mean, you don't you don't need to confuse him any further. It was hard enough with in uh, what was it? Um, geez, when he had the Quicksilver, the two different Quicksilvers, and and uh, which Evan Peters? What Evan Peters yeah. was the phenomenally better Quicksilver than than what's his face uh, ever was. Correct. I don't like think that's a fair assumption, honestly. 
you're, you confuse what? the hell out of people by having both of them in there. <laughs> that he was a better Flash. You you really only got to see Taylor, Aaron Taylor Johnson as Flash for you mean maybe. I mean, sorry, Quicksilver. Yeah, maybe like twenty minutes of it where you've gotten to see the other dude way more. Yeah, but even even like just the whole. Aside from the outfit that Evan Peters wore in the X Men movies, the silver sparkly jacket, just the the little bit that you got of Aaron Taylor Johnson, just he wasn't like funny. He wasn't like I don't know. It just he was very easily thrown away. Did anybody miss him after he was killed? I did. I still miss him to this day. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> Pour a little bit for my dead homies. Yep. <laughs> Pour it off from a dead homies. No, Evan Peters is just I don't know. I like Evan Peters though. So Yeah, but Evan Peters had again. entire entire scenes and set pieces built around his character. Yeah, like but he major, was the most memorable major part. major moments in those movies. So it's like, yeah, of course he's gonna stand out. But when you look at those movies that he was Aaron in, Taylor what are Johnson the most version. memorable parts? Of those movies that he was in, the quick It was him. His his scenes were the yeah. most memorable. I don't I don't know if I can remember anything else that happened in those movies besides the slow mo running through the kitchen scene or catching all the people when the when the school was on fire or what was happening in the school that he threw everybody out. It was blowing up. It was blowing up. Those are the most memorable scenes of those movies. Aaron Taylor Johnson and his scenes are just kind of like meh. That's what that's what I'm saying. His scenes, he didn't get anything even close to that kind of attention, right? For his character, except his death scene, I guess. But I don't think he, as an actor, commands that attention either. You know what I mean? Like I feel like he's not a star, right? Like he's he's a supporting actor. I don't like, know. He was the star of two Kickass movies. Yes, he was. Yeah, but ne- but the second one barely did anything in the box office, and he's not even the most memorable part of the first Kick-Ass movie. I don't, I don't know. I love the Kick-Ass movies. I love both of them. I do. I love. I, lo- I, I love, love the, the Kick-Ass movies. Phenomenal. The I thought the Kick-Ass movies were great, but think about the first one. Who's the most memorable part of those movies? Hit Girl and Nicolas Cage. The second <laughs> one. Who's the most memorable part of the second movie? Hit Girl and fucking John, uh, or um. Jim Carrey. Chris, no, I doubt. I disagree. No, the big Russian woman who gets the lawnmower. Yeah, Mother Russia. Yeah, but you guys yeah. just proved my point. <laughs> Everything about those movies are memorable, though. Uh, you're just he. But he, nothing. but he's the center of that movie, though. He holds those movies together. There's a lot of times when they have a surrounded have, by a lot of goodness. When they have a title character that gets overshadowed by background characters, and he got overshadowed in each like of those movies by the people around him. Yep. And She-Hulk too, Tati- Tatiana Maslany or whatever her name is, gets overshadowed by her assistant, by fucking um, uh, Wong, by what's the chick's name that's drinking all the time? Madison. 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 <laughs> by everybody else in that show. They're not stars. But it's man. not where you think. <laughs> they get overshadowed in a, in a good star. That doesn't happen. And the same can be said for Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie has been in a lot of starring roles, but consistently gets overshadowed by the people around him. You can be the title role. You can be the glue that holds everything Is that together. Like, like The Rock in the Jumanji movies, totally overshadowed by Jack Black oh, and Kevin Hart. Jack Black and Kevin Hart completely overshadow The Rock in those movies. 
Jack Black has the most memorable scenes in those movies. So who's the real A-lister now? <laughs> Judging by the paycheck, The Rock. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. <laughs> uh, did you guys watch that? There was a Pauly Shore was talking about how Nicholas Cage lives next door to him. And uh, no. he saw Nicholas Cage in the supermarket. He says, hey, man, uh, you live next door to me. He goes, yeah, I know. Don't come over. <laughs> that's funny um like in nevada they live or something i don't know but he's i just aaron taylor who, johnson every time wouldn't i want to brag about living next door to the weasel the weasel yeah your mom points out he was good in that oliver stone movie savages whoa 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 i don't your even know if i remember that movie anything anywhere right he he's not a bad actor that's that's not what i'm trying to say he just doesn't have the charisma that some of these other people do like Evan Peters, like he comes on screen and he has this like charisma about him that name that anything draws people name anything else from Evan Peters then other than he's in that Dahmer movie. He's Careful, been number yeah, one. Don't... He's okay, been number one. Yet. Is he good <laughs> the in Dahmer movie has been number. Yeah, it's fucking phenomenal. The Dahmer movie has been number one uh, on Netflix for the last like six weeks or some bullshit. I was going to say, don't make that fucking all right, Aaron Taylor Johnson also has is. an Oscar nomination. Let's not forget that. For what? Don't throw that gauntlet down. Uh, what hit the hell is that, that movie called? Night something. I can't remember now. Nocturnal Animals. Nocturnal Animals. He was Oscar nominated for that. Um, Take that. Yeah, that also but that's not. But that's not. That's not to say he's not a bad actor. What I'm just saying, he doesn't have that charisma about him. Oh, I thought he was in in that movie, uh, Nocturnal Emissions. And then uh, Evan Peters has also been in like six or seven different seasons of American Horror Story as a starring role. I think uh, Lance just wants to have Evan touch his Peters. <laughs> Lance is just picking out the new now that Rock may no longer be an A-lister. It's going to be Evan Peters. Dude, that dude, that dude. A-lister just means your paycheck, dude. What are movie studios willing to pay you to be in their movie? And The Rock is commanding the consistently, biggest, oh, not JP. just once, consistently consistently well we'll see after black adam they're saying black adam's gonna do well in the box office i don't know how well we'll know sunday when the numbers come out yeah speaking of kick-ass chloe grace moretz as emma frost what's up cr.com Chloe Grace Moretz has confirmed she's held discussions about coming into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Admittedly, it'd be a major get as Warner Brothers in DC would surely love to land someone of her stature. What's also intriguing is that Moretz admits she'd like to play a villain, and Marvel already has a role that would match her perfectly, Emma Frost. And that's the Emma Frost thing is a, is an opinion of CBR.com. I don't there's no there's no foundation to say that she's talked about Emma Frost with Marvel, but well, she is quoted as saying that she talked to Marvel about playing a major female villain and really what this other would major make female villains are there. This would make sense for that. But what I'm saying is there's nothing that says Emma Frost that that's just all conjecture, right? Makes it look well, what does Demois say? <laughs> He says you guys, Dim you guys Moss see it? Emma Frost. Dim says hell yeah. Do you guys see yeah. a, see her as Emma Frost? As yeah, a younger yeah. Emma Frost. I mean, she's what early twenty. I, I, I can see in a variety of roles, you know. 
but a villain specifically. She wants to play villain. a villain. Yeah, like I thought, I thought Ish was going to say positions, and I was going to be like, hell yeah, Ish. I can see her numerous her positions. positions. She is a cute girl. She used to not Feet be a cute hair, girl. On all fours. Uh, oh, wait. If it wasn't Emma Frost, Ish. If it wasn't Emma Frost, what what other villain do you think sh- would she fit? Is that did I say that right? What would other villain would you? Yeah, she could play but, Rogue because a lot of people forget Rogue started out as a villain, and then I think she'd be a good Rogue, but I don't know if that's what she wants to do. What about Black Cat? Ooh, Black Cat would be good too. Black, Black Cat, there you go, great. No. Madame Mask, but that would be a very well known villain, but. She could do a lot of things with that. We were talking about like these these actors and actresses that have like a charisma about them. She she's been in bad movies to where I'm like, oh, I enjoyed that because she was in it. Like she has a certain charisma about her that's likable. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I think she's a good actress. I mean, she was in the first equalizer movie, right? Yeah, I think she was. You're right. Yeah. In which but she's likable. Like she's never not likable in these movies. The Carrie, the Carrie reboot that they did with her was awful. She was good. She was in, can you name the movie that she was in with Borat with Sasha Baron Cohen? No, I can't. Hint, you mentioned it earlier. They were both in Hugo. Yeah. Was she in Hugo? Yes. I need to watch that movie again, dude. That movie's forgettable. <laughs> I remember watching that movie with my kids, and I can't tell you a single thing that, that might be like one of the best kids' movies ever made. That's an amazing movie. Yeah, I think it was just I watched but it. It was with also my one kids, of those you had to like you had to go see it in like 3D IMAX and stuff. It was a kind of like Avatar it bombed. experience movie. Do you remember it bombed? It didn't bomb, but it was that it was super expensive and it didn't do as well as it should have. I don't think they made their money back. They didn't make their money back, but it didn't like it still, you know, did well. A lot of people went to see it. It was just so crazy expensive. Yeah, all I remember about that movie, it has something to do with trains, right? Well, it does take place at a train station, yes. <laughs> okay, so I'm not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, so Rogue, anybody else that you guys think that she could play? She could probably play so. Elliot Page. <laughs> I like your mom says she could play Sue Storm banging Amora. I like that. She wouldn't be a bad Sue Storm. She's kind of young, though. You'd have to get a Again, Reed Richards like in his... an old Reed Richard and a young. That's perfect. What like about a, a gender swapped Silver Surfer? No, you need old Reed Richards and you need her. It'd be perfect. I would not be surprised if they had tried to gender swap Johnny Storm. If they were going to gender swap somebody, Johnny, Johnny Storm. With an yeah, seems like Jenny Storm. Jenny Storm. How about gender swap think, thing? I just don't think they need to gender swap anyone in Fantastic Four because they've already got the strong female character in Sue Storm. Yeah, Roseanne but you know, make her better. Thing. Roseanne Barr is the thing. <laughs> I could get behind that. You know you'd the, go see that. The article I was reading about Adam Driver as as Reed Richards, they were saying, well, Marvel will miss an opportunity to uh, get a black actor as Reed Richards, like uh, David, the guy from Tenet, they were saying, oh, yeah. or the dude from The Good Place. 
Like they're just always looking for a character that they could be like, oh yeah, that would be fine as a black actor. That'd be fine as a female character. Like Marvel's looking for those opportunities to like be woke or whatever. I don't know. I I, I didn't like the I didn't like how they cast Nick Fury initially, but I gotta love Samuel L. Jackson. And that's, oh, he kills it. He kills it. So I mean. Sometimes they see it and we don't, and, and it works. And sometimes we see it and they don't, and it doesn't work. So, well, um, Michael B. Jordan, I thought was great. He was in a shit movie, but it was great as Johnny Storm. Yeah, I, I fell asleep through that second Fantastic <laughs> Four, so I can't tell you how the ending even went or before that movie, but I tried to watch it a couple times. So, all right. So that brings us to the end of our geek news segment. Now it's time for. It's time for an absolute geek podcast review. You guys ready? And Ish says, "See you. See you later." See you. See. Ish, are you even planning on seeing this movie? No, he just said I saw it for him. <laughs> I totally had plans on seeing it last night, and then when you guys all said you're seeing it, I'm like, you know what? They're seeing it for me. <laughs> so I said, Matt, you guys are taking a hit for the team here. I you still know what's might. Funny? I still might go see it. Just a name drop for Eric Williamson if he's listening. Do you guys like the he little says, poop emoji? He's I back from Europe, it. so he was like, Terrible. maybe we'll go see it together. He's so they're shilling books in Europe, yeah. I yeah. find it so. Let me first start off by saying that I get so Matt replies on Max's comment, who who I agree was a little too generous, but says I think these guys are being too gen- generous. I gave it a six out of ten. I then I go see good. Matt's review and he gives it a fucking five out of 10. Yeah. I so I'm one that's... digit off from Matt and I'm being too generous yep, just because exactly. I don't fucking agree with him. <laughs> no, you don't, I, you don't have to agree. I, just I was expecting like a two out of 10, a three out of 10. You give five, I get six and I'm way too generous. <laughs> You're generous, man. <laughs> Max gave the seven, right? Max gave it a seven, but Max is easily impressed by flashing lights. But so. but what he wrote too, he kind of wrote, he was like, Yeah, it's a really shitty movie. I kind of still liked it. Seven out of ten. <laughs> Max Max will come to you and say, That was a really shitty movie, but it's a nine out of ten. That's why I thought <laughs> the seven. Like, I'm like, that's really generous. Like so Max is the guy that like when we were on Couch Crunchers, we had a rating system that was couch cushions and throw pillows or some bullshit. He really advocated for the throw pillows, the half a point. Like the throw pillows were added because of Max. Because that's a hill you really got to die on. <laughs> right. And he would always rate his fucking movies so high and then shit on him. He'd be like, it's a four and a half out of five. But it was a shit movie. And I'm like, dude, do you even understand how fucking rating systems work? Now there is one thing. There could be exceptions for like guilty pleasures, but I don't see this Black Adam as being guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure has got to be something like you hold with you your whole life, and you know it's a crappy movie, but you still love it. Phase four of Marvel sucked so far, for the most part, or whatever phase we're in. This was this was one of the better movies of the year if you look at a superhero movie. Oh, that's a that's a bold statement, sir. That's a high bar, man. I I did. I'm saying. 
I walked out of the theater saying somebody, the, this guy was saying that he liked this better than Doctor Strange. I can't agree with that. I think I Doctor, think Doctor Strange better. was okay, was good. Thor sucked. I was looking forward to that one. This one, I thought was good. So what superhero movies have we gotten this year? We've gotten Doctor Strange, Thor, this one. Is that it? We, oh, put in She-Hulk, put in Moon Knight. Like, put in the whole, everything we've seen You want to put in the year. Disney Plus shows? Yeah. So, JP, let me, well... So Ish, for, before we start, Ish so, hasn't seen it, so Matt, do you want to give a quick synopsis of this or, or do we need that? We've had the, hold on, I'm going to answer a question real quick. The Batman, this is just Morbius and uh, movies, ba- the Batman, Morbius, Thor, Doctor Strange. Batman. And that's, that's pretty much it. And, and okay, Batman Black was Panther. the best movie of that group. The Black Batman. Batman okay. was um, the best one with Doctor Strange. Then this one, I'll say. This wasn't one. I didn't think that this one was that far behind Doctor Strange, in my opinion. I think so mine, I we, everyone agrees it's better than Morbius. Yes. 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 And it's can, better can than that Thor. Be stated? Yes. I it's mean, better I can, than Thor. Morbius is bottom, then Thor, then this, then Doctor Strange, and then, and then Batman. But Batman and Doctor Strange, I would put pretty like they have pretty solid leads over this i know jp says dr strange and it are close but for me there's a gap there like there's a pre you would put ah uh, fuck basically was better than this i think the synopsis of this movie is that black adam's home world or well i shouldn't say home world but homeland of conduct is being taken over it starts off in ancient times and they're being ruled by an evil dictator or pharaoh or whatever you want to call it. Um, the Shazam wizards grant power to uh, who is to be known as the hero of conduct, who is supposed to free the people from the evil overlord. Um, fast forward, conduct has now evolved into a modern society, but it is still plagued by the same problems. They're looking for this this crown that's supposed they're still to, being oppressed yeah that's supposed to grant these powers um and in doing finding the crown um the the woman who finds it is about to be killed so she um reads the tomb of the inscription on the tomb of black adam he comes and they are trying to get him to be the hero of conduct which they all think he is and for some reason, unbeknownst to me, Amanda Waller sends the Justice Society, made up of Hawkman, Doctor Fate, Adam Smasher, and Cyclone, in there to fight against Black Adam and apprehend him. And it, there you go. Which was it? Just me, or did Adam Smasher's uh, helmet look just like a blue Daredevil helmet? It, it or, looked uh, like not Daredevil, Deadpool. Deadpool. Daredevil, yes. Daredevil, Deadpool, Deadpool. It looked like a blue Deadpool. It looked Deadpool like helmet. they said, "Hey, Marvel, can you send us one of those Deadpool helmets that you we'll have?" Just and they just spray painted it blue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the eyes were identical. Everything was ad- identical. But I liked, I liked Halloween. Cyclone. I liked Cyclone and Adam Smasher. I did, I did like them both, and I liked uh, Pierce Brosnan as Mister Fate. Oh, it was all, he was awesome. Doctor Fate. Doctor Fate. Sorry, I knew that. I thought Hawkman um, was cool as hell. I thought I I, I, I didn't did. know Hawkman was a wealthy guy. I didn't read the Hawkman comics, so I thought that was a good take on like making him sort of an Iron Man type person with the wealth, yeah. like Batman Iron Man type. So I thought that was cool, and I thought he was. I thought 
I thought he killed it. I'm not killed it, but I thought he was a great in that role. I thought it was a good good character. I think they ripped off Iron Man. They ripped off Marvel's Iron Man. Make it like even his helmet is similar. The way the like the nanobots come and fit. Like I thought Hawk. Yeah, he looked like the X Men leaving in the, in the plane. So I mean, they ripped off a bunch of stuff there. But uh, yeah, it you, wasn't even like original. At least Cyclone, like the way she was moving through like when she was fighting and twisting and stuff like at least that looked original but even adam smasher who i liked the actor that did the role like i thought he was really funny noah centino i think his name is but even that looked like a complete ripoff of ant-man yeah like when ant-man turns big like even the way he's moving looks the same and they kind of make him klutzy too like he trips over things and stuff kind of he's very much if I didn't know any better, it was almost like they took the CGI that Marvel did to make Giant Man and used it in this movie. Yep. Like, it, none of it seemed... That's my biggest issue with this movie is he said this is going to change the... Or The Rock said this is going to change the DC landscape. This is nothing like you'd ever seen before. The everything DC in it was shit. He is about to change. Yeah. Everything in it was shit that I've seen before. He's not even a good anti-hero. What does he do that's bad? He kills bad guys? That's bad. Well, he had been sleeping for 5,000 years and knew what teamwork meant within <laughs> a couple hours of meeting those guys. So I thought, eh, I don't, I, I think this is far fetched. But again, I'm, this guy's flying and, and, uh, you know, throwing people hundreds of miles. So what are we, what are we really worried about the details here? So, yeah, but just, I, I don't know, man. Well, it, I mean, it was, a, order, it was a good movie, I, I, in my opinion. For people who know Black Adam, they basically take his, um, what is it? Uh, origin. Fawcett Comics origin and slam it together with the new 52, with Jeff John's new 52 origin. Like they had some sort of like weird fucking sex child. And that's the, the backstory you get for Black Adam. And to me, this movie doesn't make sense. There's a lot in this movie that doesn't make sense. One, the kid in the movie that portrayed, he's a terrible actor. His performance is so ungodly. You're talking about the kid in the, in the, the current time. Yes. The skateboarding yes. kid. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think he's going to win an Emmy for that. Oh my God. <laughs> terrible win Emmys for movies. There, man. <laughs> The villain. Well, Golden Globe, sorry. What was the villain's purpose? What was the villain's drive? I have like, no other idea. Other than, oh, I'm a descendant of this, this, and this. Like, he really had no... Like, I, that was the biggest... I saw that coming. The minute he landed there, like... I was oh, like, you yeah. see it the minute he said... She asked him, oh, where's this guy? And he goes, oh, he was claustrophobic. And you know yeah. very well that... I didn't like it broke it fucking ruined the surprise at the very moment that you I didn't, were I didn't think that him. anybody knew that he was a descendant of that king until you like looked at both of them they kind of looked related later on when you saw that the king in in a, in a better light I guess uh, but I, I did not I knew he was the anti he was the he was the bad guy but I didn't realize he was a descendant I didn't see that coming in my opinion in, in, I, my, in my eyes I didn't see that coming Maybe so, because I, I really stopped paying attention at that point. Uh, my it, biggest it, gripe with this movie was just how stupid he looked. Who? The bad guy. I thought he looked dope. Like, when he transformed. Oh, my gosh. gosh that, he was looked so, awesome. that was, he was so a, uninspired. Hey, let's he had a have pentagram a pentagram on his chest. 
Like, yeah. that he was looked like the a dumbest part. That was yeah, the like dumbest a part. album right on his chest. He looked like Hellboy with a pentagram on his chest. Ah, that's you can't oh. look. Nothing about that was original. Nothing. Oh, about he looked that exactly was like he does in the comics. He, they nailed it. Honestly, I thought he, he looked, looked stupid. Perfect. I don't. I don't have a lot of familiarity with Black Adam or Shazam in general, as far as comics are concerned. I don't have a lot of familiarity with DC comics in general. I, I was more of a Marvel kid when I was growing up. So maybe that's it. But I saw him on screen and I, Mac, Max will tell you, I laughed when he came on screen because I thought he looked so fucking stupid. <laughs> he looked like every supernatural villain I've ever seen. Like, I thought like he was a cool Steppenwolf. That's what I thought. Oh, I thought Steppenwolf looked, looked bad too. <laughs> yeah, but I thought he looked, they made him look better than Steppenwolf. I was like, oh, he's, he looks pretty menacing, I, I thought. But he's supposed to be like the main bad guy of the movie, and that fight took all but like 20 seconds. Yeah, it definitely falls into the same trope that Marvel, you know, most superhero movies do where the, the bad guy really holds no no weight. And it would have um, been if, if he was that formative, they should have kept him alive and have that go into the second movie. But no, Black Adam just gets really raged, you know, rage filled and. And by the way, there's spoilers in this, but I don't know if anybody really cares. But uh, Black Adam just gets so rageful that he tears him into two like nothing. He's like, tell him the black man sent you. What does the he men say? In black sent you. The man in black sent you and then rips him in half like it was nothing. I'm like, well, that wasn't that like impactful. That wasn't like this guy was supposed to be the demon spawn of hell or something like that and he just didn't even stand a chance well he had to fly up in the air before he could rip him in half it took a while he couldn't do it, when he had it he had fly up then he had the strength to rip him in half but so. i will say this i think aside from the aside from the 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 writing the action scenes were really cool like when black adam was flying through killing people i thought it looked awesome CGI's CGI was better than most Marvel movies have been as of late. And they cut that scene with him flying next to the two planes. Yeah, that wasn't in there, was it? No, no. it wasn't. Which is good because that looked pretty cheesy. It looked just like Iron Man. Yep. But uh he looked cool. Like and The Rock with what he was given, I think did a decent like, but the problem with The Rock is Black Adam is supposed to be like, you're not supposed to like Black Adam, right? But the rock in this movie is kind of charismatic the whole time. I thought he was dull and boring. I, I thought, I, I, thought I thought he, he showed was absolutely no emotion whatsoever. When he was on the screen, he was just deadpanned. But I think he was supposed to be that way. Was that a joke? Until the, until the end. Uh, like That's sarcasm. I don't think, yeah, I don't think he, did a bad job no i think he did good listen why are we in this trope all of a sudden where these characters have to be funny everyone criticized well, because dc, DC wants to be marvel being, well listen everything everyone criticized dc for being too dark here's the one character where you can steer into the curve and it works black adam is just that one character like his origin story is he kills his own nephew for the ultimate power, for God's sakes. Like, he's not a good guy. Like, his origin in the New 52 
he basically grabs Billy Badson by the mouth and says, "You want to? Th- you think you know who I am? Let me show you." And shows him killing his un- his nephew and everything that happened. And then he proceeds to wipe the floor with the Shazam family. Like he is just that would have been a better movie. One, yeah, exactly. He was just that one character that, and then he summons all the he you know acquires all these gods to go fight him. And it it feels like they've taken like because I saw the the trailer for Shazam: Fury of the Gods, which that movie looks like absolute dog shit too. Um, he acquires all these gods to go fight against the Shazam family, and it feels like they're taking these two the story of this of Black Adam's origin from the New Fifty Two and splitting him in just kind of like peeling pieces out to fit this movie and other pieces out to fit this movie, and it just I don't know it's just not. Well, I will say this. So I'm looking up uh, reports so... on how it's performing right now. And I wish Ish wasn't off camera for this. This It's movie... going to do good because it's The Rock. Let's let's be honest. It's, it's going to do good because it's The Rock. This but movie has not... had his best opening out of any other movie he's ever done. But it's also a superhero movie, so that helps him too. But I, I don't think... I think The Rock played Black Adam. I don't know the Black Adam, the backstory, but how... I think he did a good, fine job with what was written for him. With what was written for him, but I didn't like the fact that he was supposed to be dead for five thousand years or in a prison and understood sarcasm, all that shit. He wouldn't know anything. He didn't was know able to speak was. English. He didn't know what a mirror was. He was able he to speak English, right? And he, but he didn't know what a mirror was. But he could speak English and use sarcasm. Again, yes. we take liberties. But I thought the Hawkman, I thought Dr. Faith, I thought those were some cool aspects that they could use going forward. And then the end credit scene, whatever you want to call that with Henry Cavill, I thought that that really boosted things forward. But I, I really liked Dr. Fate. I hope he comes back. Hawkman was, I thought was cool, even though it was a ripoff. But again, why? You know, my question though is why? Why is the Justice Society there? Why is the Justice Society working with Amanda Waller? That's the whole reason she creates Task Force X is for situations like this. Them. So why are the Justice Society going against Black Adam and not Task Force X? Like they're too busy trying to get those moths or butterflies when, or whatever they were in Peacemaker. And where when does, does fall when does Superman? Yeah, when does Superman start working for Amanda Waller? Like yeah. And when did uh, James Gunn's girlfriend suddenly work in a basement, keeping track of? prisoners because she was wearing catwoman's outfit down there that's why (laughs) (laughs) we just saw her she was basically on the run from isn't she like a fugitive at the end of peacemaker from amanda waller yeah no that was now she's working for amanda waller i was the end of suicide squad she was uh, i can't remember the end of no the end of peacemaker they kill they kill a bunch of people and they basically because they go against amanda waller's like orders or whatever and they they kill all those people or something like that and i thought they were all on the run yeah well they get must have made up and now she's working for her but the timeline might be different maybe this was before like maybe i love these superhero movies because the actors they cast have the ability to remove when i see them on screen i don't see the actor i literally bind to the character they're portraying so oh yeah this one you see the rock the whole time yeah just just the rock that's all i see is the rock in a black cosplaying black adam like i don't believe that he's black adam i don't buy that he's black adam 
it just doesn't it doesn't work for me like ish were you listening when you went off screen ish uh so this movie is actually no, killing it in the box not. office right now is it i looked at box office mojo and they didn't even have friday night numbers yet so it did 25 million its first night it's it'll, do, it'll do well for the first month i mean it's it, it was a good movie opening for it's his but best it, opening it's also movie. there's nothing else to see right now. well that was the argument i was trying to make right, too, wait till wakanda that's the last thing we got out. oh wakanda forever this movie's not going to do anything once that movie no. comes out no i agree like it, so last night max and i that's why i was a little surprised by those numbers and it might just be because of where i live who knows but um max and i went to see this movie last night we had nine o'clock tickets max realizes hey we're at the wrong movie theater i bought this for the movie theater in gilbert and we're like oh shit so he canceled his order and we went over there to buy tickets for the nine o'clock at the correct movie theater and there was still 90 percent of the tickets left in this theater there was 10 people in the showing I went there was to. barely anybody in here like we had prime seats in this movie theater like dead center with the screen in this movie theater and yet it did 25 million its first night that's all of rock's friends but I wonder if it's because of where I live. I I, I really do. I, I was well, in the you were, with you five live people. in Phoenix, though, Matt, and you were saying there was ten people in your theater. Ten people. Yep. There was five in mine. So and they could not get the thing from? to work. It took me thirty minutes to get the movie yeah, to start. Kind of weird. And so, like, you're the best part of this movie is there was a kid who fell asleep in my showing, who was snoring louder than the movie. <laughs> well, like, to be fair, that happened in one of the end game showings hilarious. that I went to. There was yeah. a dude that fell asleep and was snoring louder than the movie. What a jerk. It's <laughs> the greatest movie ever. I was but, like, dude, if you're tired, why do you come for the fucking movies? Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Don't ruin the best movie ever. <laughs> I I enjoyed the action scenes. I enjoyed the special effects. See Jazz good, but the the plot was just boring, man. And, I, I have to yeah, say I, I I didn't feel the rock, his rage from his time 5,000 years ago, I, I kind of got, I didn't know what that special uh, had meant. Uh, uh, vibranium. Eternium. Off, eternium. They never explained. They never no, explained it, you it, what uh, the fuck nth, it does. Nth eternium. Yeah, they called it Eternium. But eternium. they, okay. I was thinking they said that. something else later on in the beginning of the show that had, I, I forget what the phrase was, but I, I, I missed it because they said it so fast. And... and I didn't really get why The Rock was so angry, and then they explained it later on about who actually was Black Adam, but I still didn't feel it. Right? I wanted to feel the rage. I didn't feel it from that. I just still, I just found it to be a fun show to movie to watch. Hopefully, setting up some better things coming coming forward. It did but, set up something awesome. Right, but it it didn't have it. It didn't really like like Matt saying didn't really explain much as to his origin and why he was who he was and whatnot. I, I just, I, did, I lost that. It doesn't even tell, like that was my biggest thing with the movie is there's this like rare, precious metal that they're mining for in the beginning of the movie back 5,000 years ago, this Eternium that they're, that the Pharaoh or whoever it is, is killing people over, but it doesn't ever tell you why it's in, important. Like it doesn't even like at one point you see them going uh attacking like these motorcycles that I guess run off a Turium because the kid is in one of these like motorcycles or something like that. They're looking for the kid. They're able to push a button and it's like going through matter. 
Yeah. Like it never explains to you like where this shit came from. Is it from another planet? Like what are its properties? Never tells you how a crown was created. It's it's essentially DC's version of vibranium. Like, like JP said, like, (laughs) but it's not, but it's not, but it, like it looks almost alien a property. Like they're able to move through mass. I literally thought to myself, I was like, "Oh shit, am I at a pre-screening of Wakanda Forever?" When they're like, "We got a mer- I felt, I felt it was more. Metal. I felt like it was more akin to an Infinity Stone than Vibranium. Yeah, but it's all over the place. So they, they're mining, but it's that. all over the place. Like, so it has that quality of Vibranium that they're mining for it, but. It, it has these supernatural qualities <laughs> that like put it in line with a with an infinity it gives stone. You ultimate power. So according yeah, to the I, I didn't like the database. beginning. Sorry, go ahead, Jerry. Yeah. No, no go, go ahead. ahead. I was gonna say, according to the DC database, Eternium is the name given to the shards of matter that are cast off from the rock of eternity. Being okay. near these shards removes the power of Shazam. Which never explained that. I think they tried to hint to it when he gets hit with. Oh, the, he touches like, it and blast. it's like, yeah, yeah. No, he gets hit with a blast of it and like cuts his side and he's like, cotters his wound back up. But they then never later, like, when he goes to grab it, that. it like shocks him or something. Yeah, like that. They, they never, never <laughs> tell you that in the the movie. What well, it is? I didn't like the fact that they had a made up city, and this big history with this city that had no bearing on anything else in the DC universe. And my from what I was this new recall. to the movie. Was that new to the movie, or is that from his backstory? That that's from his backstory, yeah. But I, but I, then I thought, okay, well they have Gotham, which is a made up city too, so maybe okay that makes sense. But all this shit's going on in this city, but it doesn't have any bearing on what was happening with Doomsday. You know, if they're gonna put these together as Suicide Squad and Starro and whatnot, so it that was that was the only part that probably fell short for me is a made up city with all this history and a statue of some huge god that you know no one knew about till this show like never hinted about you know what's well, funny and they kind of they kind of like touch on that in the movie though because when the kids like you know or <coughs> talking to the justice society to hawkman he's like the, the woman's like you never we've been oppressed for so long all these warlords and you never came nobody right. ever came why do you care about us now so it was kind of like i think it was almost like that wakanda sense of we keep to ourselves. We try to keep outsiders out. You know, it's it's kind of like yeah. I got that that feel from it. Like they're not messing with us, so we're not going to go looking for them. Type. Situation. You know what's funny is so DC like Warner Brothers has tried to put D, like more realistic, dark spin on DC. I guess you could say, but none of the cities in the DC universe are real. But yet Marvel which Marvel kind of embraces the fact that it's kind of wacky and, and completely out of this world. All the cities in those are real. Yep. Not weird. That's just, the just way it's nothing to do with this like, movie. No, I, I, I understand that it's been that way in con like Spider-Man's always defended New York and like, it's always been that way, but like Superman Gotham's not real. Metropolis isn't real, yeah. but yet they tried to make those movies. Central not, city. Not real not realistic but like yeah is central city supposed to be la no uh detroit detroit or chicago it's all I think well chicago's gotham oh really well no. but not really because gotham, gotham is across the bay from metropolis so it's new york yeah so is gotham supposed to be like jersey 
Uh, the only reason I thought it was Chicago is because they always filmed the Batman movies in Chicago. They put like Metropolis is probably DC and no, they did. They filmed the third one in uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, Joe's doing said Gotham is New York. I thought I think Metropolis is supposed to be like LA. I thought Metropolis was maybe DC. Actually, Metropolis is more like um. Metropolis is Chicago. Joe's doing the same. Well, I know the second The Dark Knight was filmed in Chicago because I lived in Chicago when they were filming it. Yeah, but they were there in minutes whenever they were flying from one to the other. Yeah, but Gotham and Metropolis are literally like one next to each other. Yeah, like literally in Batman Superman, there's a scene where Batman's standing on a rooftop looking over at Metropolis. Like, like that's what I said. I didn't realize that they were just across the bay from each other. Like... So it's probably Minnesota, the Twin Cities. I'm pretty sure Metropolis. Like, where's Joe's dueling getting this? Because I'm pretty sure Metropolis is New York. Because of how bright it is and stuff. And Gotham's yeah, always been like this seedy right. underbelly. Is a, I think Joe Schuster come uh, the. They were in Chicago when they created Superman. So, hmm. Interesting. Vermont. Actually, I must say they were in Canada. Probably Pittsburgh. Um, the co-creators, the original artists of Superman, Joe Schuster, modeled Metropolis skyline after Toronto, where he was born and lived go. until he was 10. Since then, however, the look feel of Metropolis has been greatly influenced by New York City and Chicago. So it's kind of both of them. And this one says Gotham is based on New York City and Chicago. <laughs> this one that I'm reading. Yeah, but so that makes sense. The Metropolis was a... Toronto and Gotham was New York. But it's saying that Those Gotham City is like traditionally depicted as being located in the U.S. state of New Jersey. Gotham's look and atmosphere are prim- primarily influenced by New York City and Chicago, although it was designed to be more generally more generally resemble any major American city. So that's what I'm thinking. If it's across the bay, then Metropolis is New York and Gotham is New Jersey. But New York's also still exists in the DC universe. Don't forget that. Oh my gosh. This is confusing. <laughs> yeah. So, John, so we're going to make up a bunch of cities, but it. the real ones still exist too. Don't think about <laughs> it. Yes, they that... all kind of just <laughs> exist together. Nobody well, think about Avengers. What's the area that they destroyed in Avengers Age of Ultron? That's uh, Sokovia. Sokovia. That was the only non-real place I think they had in, in most of the Marvel shows we watched, right? So Christopher Nolan filmed... Non-fictional place, yeah. Filmed his well, Wait till Latveria two... comes into play. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Christopher Nolan filmed the first two Batman movies in Chicago. The third one was filmed in New Jersey. To in honor Pittsburgh. Gotham's location in the comic books, it was filmed in Pittsburgh. Filmed in Pittsburgh, and where I was there, <laughs> it says it says it was. Oh wait, it was deliberately set. No, it's filmed in New Jersey. No, so they must have just no, filmed some of it. The the third one is they filmed a lot in Pittsburgh because they're the scene where they're at the the football stadium. That's literally Heinz Field. I I I was the stunt double for Bane in the Heinz Field. <laughs> <laughs> So they must have filmed the big city. And I'm glad stuff. you're all right because those are some crazy stunts he did. <laughs> so the the sit the city scenes must have been New Jersey. No, they, no, because the courthouse scene where he's fighting fighting Bane was Pittsburgh. Well, then Wikipedia is lying. There was some filmed in probably Jersey, but most of it, like 
like Matt said, it was Heinz Field. There was this the the courthouse right in front of um, downtown yeah, and, Pittsburgh, and like helicopter shots of the river and the bridges and. I don't know. Well, we we've detracted a little bit. So JP liked this movie. Yeah, I did not. It, I give it five thumbs up. Out of ten thumbs. Out of <laughs> out of six. <laughs> I give it Damn, five. This is a mutant mutant hands right there, dude. I just, all <laughs> all thumbs, thumbs, dude. I give them a, a, a Grateful Dead. A Grateful Dead. <laughs> Listen, I was hoping that this movie would be. I was surprised because I thought it was going to be worse than it was, but I like the idea that they're pushing Black Adam to be this just anti-hero, this ruthless anti-hero. Like they pitched him to be like different than anything you've ever seen. And he's, all he is is like more, he's a little bit more emo Superman. Like <laughs> I didn't even and, believe him as an anti-hero. Like, like I you think, only killed bad guys. Yeah, I think it would be way cooler instead of it being like, Oh well, my son was the one who received the Black Adam powers from the wizard Shazam, and you know he gave him to me to save my life. Hell no! It would have been so much better if they're getting beaten. Like when he, you know, if it's his uncle and he runs up to him when he's got his hands up, and as they're about to kill him, they transfer him in and they give him the powers, and he runs over, you know, he runs over to give him to the Rock's character, who's his uncle and not his dad, and he as soon as they both say Shazam, he covers the kid's mouth and he takes all the powers and kills his nephew. And then you see him come do his thing. And it would have been so much better if they fought the Shazam family versus whatever the hell they decided to do here. So I, I feel like I can see where they could have made this character better and they could have done this movie better, but they took the safe route. And like I said, I like the action in it. I don't think there should have been any humor. Like Black Adam should not be a humorous character. There should be no joking. He should be more ruthless than funny. And I think it, though, if you have the Rock and he doesn't have any humor with him, he completely does not work. He doesn't need to be the Rock. I no. To it, me, this I, movie I is they the Rock playing the else. Rock playing Black Adam. They should have cast somebody else, but they kind of wanted to. No, they The Rock to... is perfect. He's got the perfect build. He's, he's the perfect person to play this character. But you, you can't put the have hair on the Rock. Him. You can't have The Rock in a movie and him not be funny. Sure you can. No. He wasn't funny in Gridiron Gang. He wasn't yes, he really was. not, in Gridiron Gang? He not cracked really. little jokes and stuff. Yes, he did. You don't have to have The Rock be funny, man. Like you can have him be a serious character. And it just I don't think like, he's a good enough actor to be, to be more a ruthless. Character. <laughs> I don't oh, he think showed he's a... absolutely zero emotion in this movie whatsoever. Like he had no depth. He had no inflection really in his voice when things were going on. It just, I give it five because it was, it was watchable and it's probably the most watchable thing DC outside of the Batman Joker in, um, Peacemaker. You're talking about the DCEU is the most watchable thing. Yeah, in the it's DCU. the most watchable out of the DCEU in a long time. I would prefer to watch Shazam over this. Nah. Hm. You didn't like Shazam. I would definitely prefer to watch Shazam over this. I liked them both. I, I thought Shazam was good. I thought this was good, too. I, I just I don't know how they're going to fit later, the two of them. Yeah, because it should have been right here since they have the same powers and they got the powers the same exact way. No, no mention. And the Black Adam is the only reason Shazam exists because the wizard Shazam regrets. Every, they even mentioned Black Adam in the first Shazam movie. 
about mm-hmm. how he gave powers and it basically bit him in the ass. So he's now choosing Billy Badson because he's pure of heart. So mm-hmm. they, they literally talk about Black Adam in the beginning of the first Shazam movie. So, which yeah, don't you think that Billy Batson would have like felt something as soon as Shazam came to being? Like, wouldn't he have like their power comes from the same place? So, wouldn't he have felt that? That well, he hears about him in the comics, and that's what makes him go look for him. And then Black yes, Adam so- like sn- he comes to Black Adam as Billy Batson. And and Black Adam says, "Oh, you're the. I can tell that you're the Wizards champion. I can smell it on you." So, wouldn't it have made more sense instead of Superman at the end of this movie to have Zachary Levi at the end of this movie? One hundred percent. Yes, it would have been more. It would have made more sense to have Zachary Zachary Levi be the protagonist, the bad guy in this this movie, and but not really the of, bad guy. Yeah, but like, was was Shazam always? Like Zachary Levi plays Shazam as a funny role. Was that yeah. the way it was in the comics? Uh, he's joking? always kind of been a more lighthearted character because he's uh, a kid. That totally makes sense. Because they they made him the opposite of Black Adam. Black Adam is that serious, ruthless character, and Billy Badson Shazam. Yeah, as a kid, he's lighthearted. He's pure of heart, so he's more yeah more comical. Yes. See that that's the reason I like Shazam more than this is. I'm just I'm just here for Zachary Levi, dude. I'm a stan for Zachary Levi. Like I love that guy. I think that he's hilarious. The movie was more lighthearted. I felt like that was DC's like attempt to make a Marvel movie, and they succeeded in making a Marvel movie, essentially. Like I feel like that movie fits into the Marvel universe better than the last few we've gotten from Marvel. <laughs> you know, like that Shazam feels like a Marvel movie. Like Iron Man's going to come swooping in at any moment. But no, it was good. I, I don't know. They should have. They should have put him in some in some part of that movie. Did you like Shazam ish? You're on. I did. Yeah, JP, you liked it. Yeah, Matt's yep. the only one that didn't I thought like it, it had. I thought it had like the correct tone, kind of a little more family friendly. Um, yeah. You know, wasn't, you know, it's not my favorite movie, but there was nothing in it that, you know, that maybe that I disliked, I, I guess. And this, and without I having think... seen Black Adam, I would expect this movie to totally connect with Shazam. Right? Yeah, it, it doesn't. It, it, it does doesn't. because they use the same wizard from Shazam. Oh, yeah. So, the guy from Never Back Down. Yeah. They so, and from Gladiator, right? He was the one of the gladiators. Is he in Gladiator? Yeah. That same actor? Yep. I didn't know that. He was also in Guardians of the Galaxy. But Joe's doing so Joe's doing says they cast Vin Diesel to say, I am Groot. The rock can be serious. Vin Diesel started as a serious actor. And if you remember, Vin Diesel hasn't done really any comedy movies except like the pacifier. Dude, I'm here to tell you the rock was more menacing as Hobbes in Fast and the Furious than he was as black adam but he was also funny at times as hobbs like he would say Th- these that's little fine, one-liners but, but that's what black adam does black adam's not out there like saying jokes with a punchline the rock is a professional wrestler man he played baby face he played you know bad guy heel baby face he did it all he can play serious he doesn't have to be funny i think that's you just typecasting him in your mind that you're saying 
oh, well, The Rock won't be good if he's not funny. He's got to be funny. He doesn't. Like, he does not have to be <coughs> comical whatsoever. I think this role, he would have killed this role if, A, they put the widow's peak on him, B, they gave him a, li- a little bit little more serious tone. Peak? Did you see that tease? No, and kept the R-rated movie, the R rating, and they took the jokes out and just let him be more ruthless and serious. Like, even when he's talking to Superman, it's like, you know, oh, you're going to try and punk Superman. Like, it wasn't even more, like, he should have said something along, you know, step over here and I'll make you bend the knee to me. Or, you know, he should have been more, like, cocky and menacing to to Superman. He should have been a bad guy. He He should have been a bad guy. And not at one point do I believe that he's a bad guy in this movie. Because there's an animated. He's a bad guy until until towards towards the end he becomes the hero they wanted him to be. Yeah, well, there's then, an, go ahead, Matt. There's an animated movie called Superman Shazam, the birth or the dawn of Black Adam or birth of Black Adam or something like that. And Black Adam smacks the shit out of Superman and Shazam through that movie throughout that movie. So like uh, I'm just saying like come on man you you should have gone turn it up a couple steer into the curb. You always get this this you know, notion or typecast of DC being dark. Steer into it, man. Steer well, into apparently, it. Well, apparently, when they did the original screening of this, they had to cut scenes out because it earned a, an R rating. And I'm yeah, much, they should have kept it R rated. Yeah, I much would have rather this been an R rated movie because those beginning scenes where he's killing all those soldiers and stuff are fucking awesome. When he's just flying through like. I don't give a shit who you are. I'm going to fucking punk you. The thing that bothered me the most is he's like, heroes don't kill, but I do. He says something to that effect. Wasn't yeah, the Batman big gripe that Batman killed somebody? Everybody. Yeah. yeah, Batman killed somebody just three movies ago. <laughs> and didn't Superman kill somebody in Man of Steel? Doesn't yeah, he kill he Zod? Zod, yep. And everybody was pissed about that. So this isn't even the first time that a superhero has killed somebody in this universe. Yeah, but Superman was really broken up about killing Zod. <laughs> he was I really mean, broken up about it. <laughs> he cried after he killed Zod. So, I mean, Black Adam didn't give a shit about throwing some guy 200,000, you know, 200 yards or 200 miles into the ocean. So, like, Amanda Waller and the Justice League Society, or whatever they're called, Justice Society, they're saying Black Adam. We've heard transcript or we've read transcripts that you guys haven't seen. He's a bad guy. He kills people, but yet the world's champion. So not not the wizard's champion. The world's champion of Superman killed people, but that was okay. But Black Adam needs to be put down because he kills people that are bad. Yeah, but but Superman killed Zod because he's about to kill a family of people. Yeah, but you know, these like he- people that he was killing. Like, first just, of all, he killed the Pharaoh that was like killing people. He stood like, back and watched that poor guy get murdered in, a, in a, against the wall because he couldn't go around the corner. Like, what do you mean? And Superman, and there's a shot where Zod's like laser doing the eye lasers in the hallway, and there's a guy against like the wall. And all he's got to do is like to take two steps to his left and go around the corner, and he'd be all right. And yeah, just, uh, just well, all those buildings killed. fell on people. I mean, I'm sure, yeah, thousands that got killed with all those buildings that fell. So why he had to break his neck at the end of man of steel to save the other family. You know, there's other people he could have saved in that movie. So. Yeah. The other I thing know. I, I know you liked it, but I thought Hawkman was ridiculous in this movie. His armor looked terrible. 
his wings looked like they should have been so big and clunky that like he couldn't even have got lifted off the ground. Yeah, he looks Honestly, like he weighs the, a trillion pounds. Yeah, the only ones that I thought like I think Pierce Brosnan steals this movie. He in is his portrayal fantastic. of Dr. Fate. Yeah, and I like I liked Adam Smasher for what he is and Cyclone. I love the the CGI and effects they use for Cyclone. It was really good, but Oh, every time she's flying through the air, it's mesmerizing. Because yeah. it because well, they stop the one... and they show her eyes every time she's moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the cool. one she's power nice set. It's the one power set in the movie that looks completely original. Because even Dr. Fate, a lot of his movements and stuff look like Dr. Strange ripoffs. Like when he multiplies himself and he's like climbing all over Black Adam trying to hold him down. Like Dr. Strange multiplies himself in the first Dr. Strange movie, right? Or no, he does that against Thanos. He multiplies himself all around Thanos, right? Like that was pretty much the same thing as Infinity War. Yeah, every every other character in this thing was just a ripoff of something we've seen before. But Cyclone seemed completely, completely original, like the way she moved and the way she fought people. And but my one issue with Doctor Fate is Pierce Brosnan did such a good job, like, and then they kill him. Well, we don't know if he's going to come back. I mean, Superman came back after Man of Steel after. Superman versus Batman. Like, I feel like Marvel movies, there's this big long list of criteria that makes it makes a good Marvel movie. Like, and DC's criteria is just be better than Batman, Superman, Donna Justice, or Justice <laughs> League, and you're good. Like, <laughs> you know, did no one like Batman versus Superman? No, I no. hated that movie. Oh man. That movie had some cool action. I love the extended version. The extended version is light years better. It's my favorite DC movie. It's light years better because it fills a lot of plot holes that were created in the theatrical version. The ultimate edition. Isn't that what they call it, Ish? I did not see that one. I've seen Is it on HBO Max? HBO Plus, I mean, or whatever you call it. I'm not sure if it's on HBO Plus, but I know that the Blu-ray, you can buy the Blu-ray, it's the ultimate edition. This is the Black Adam the world wanted. And we didn't get <laughs> so right in in the, the hero movie, we want, but not the one we need. Yep. In the movie, he's telling the story about what actually happened, right? During that last, and I guess I can minimize this now, right? Uh, he tells the story about what actually happened um when he got his powers, and it shows a silhouette of Black Adam, his son being Black Adam, right? And in that silhouette, he has the widow's peak, and then just a couple uh, shots later. A couple shots later, it shows his son, which, by the way, the actor playing his son as the full-grown Shazam is the same guy that plays The Rock in the TV show. Really? No. It's the same actor. No, I think it's a stunt double. No, it's the same actor. Did you look it up? I'm going to now. But I, I, I watch that show, actor. and it's... A- oh, do I? Ten bucks, it's not him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uli Luktekefu, or whatever. Ten bucks, you can pronounce it right. <laughs> Uli Latukefu. Come on, fucking go to him. What the hell? IMDb. He is in you Black Adam right. as the champion. So the dude that plays the older Rock in Young Rock, the TV show, the one that's like in college, 
playing for Miami, I think, is the same dude playing his son in Black Adam. And I was thinking that maybe the young kid, too, that plays Dewey in Young Rock might be the kid Adrian Gruel. But I'm not sure about that one. That is not the same kid. But uh, I thought that was pretty pretty cool seeing that. But um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. It shows his Widow's Peak. So I was like, oh, they, they actually have the Widow's Peak. See, because I thought it was his cousin and stunt double. Because, like... Are you showing us stuff right now? No, that's not him. That's his cousin and his stunt double for all of his movies. Yeah, no, the, it's the kid. It's this... Present... Uh, stop screen, present, share screen. Hey, look, I'll give this movie its, ju- it's due justice. Like, they can do deep fake way better than Marvel is right now because it sure did look a lot better than She Hulk when they deep fake Rock's big ass on some skinny dude's body, man. Oh, yeah. They put his big old head on some skinny dude's body. It looked a lot better than whatever the hell they gave us. Yeah, it's this kid right She-Hulk. here. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. But uh, yeah, it says it says Black Adam and Young Rock. I love how it's Dwayne JP, Johnson. 18, JP owes you fifty bucks now. Oh, <laughs> who who owes me I'll PayPal? Bucks? Friends and family. JP, he bet fifty bucks that you'd be wrong. Oh, I, I said, said ten. Five. Oh, he said ten. Oh, there's that my girlfriend right there. Yes, Make it fifty. Come on. Your girlfriend. <laughs> double or nothing. Double or nothing. Brick oven pizzas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, I'm not often right, but I was right about this one. <laughs> but you were wrong about the kid, so you owe me 50 bucks. So it even I even said, though, in that same breath, I don't think it was him, but it'd be cool if it was. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Anna Dar- <clears throat> Joe Julian. Yeah, she is one fine lady. What are you looking at now, buddy? I love how I can just put Matt's screen on whatever I want. Right. <laughs> have you watched, have you seen that new movie she's in, Blonde, on Netflix? No, I plan on watching it because she's hot as fuck. Some pretty graphic scenes in that. All right, well, put your boner away, and what else do you got tonight, Lance? That's it, man. That's the end of our show. We kept it to two hours. See what happens when I'm the showrunner, JP? If you don't have any uh, Trek <laughs> stuff. <laughs> No, I said I could do a review of uh, Power of the Ring. Oh, Ring of Power. I guess you guys ignored that DM. Well, none of us watch that, so it's just going to be you talking about that show. Yeah, I wish Max was here so we could talk about it. I mean, real quick, I guess that season one's over. Um, I'll give it a B-. minus. Um, it's. I had to accept the fact that this is not, this is not Tolkien. This is, this is almost like fan fiction level. Um, but there was a lot that at least made it watchable enough that, you know, I want to see the second season, see what happens. Some of the characters, some of the characters are all right. Main, as far as the main characters, like Galadriel, she's not very likable. Um, but then you have like Durin and Elrond and that, that's a great storyline there. Um, those characters kind of hold up the show and then the show just had some amazing moments and then some okay moments if you know if you're familiar with the lore and like the Numenorians, i think that was kind of 
a bit of a disaster how they portrayed them. That's all over the place. Um, I hear you saying but then stuff. I what any of these words mean. <laughs> I guess the this is all for anyone out there. Minorians, right? The Jewish show. people. The Numenorians? No, that's a, it, it's an island of badass people who are like totally not badass. And then, yeah, Sam pointed out uh, Mount Doom. The uh, the eruption of Mount Doom was a really spectacular scene. Um, so, like I said, definitely had some great moments, some not so good moments. Um, I'm not holding it to the books because if you hold it to the books, you don't you'll last two seconds. Yeah, you'll be disappointed. So you got to let them, you know, I'm like, well, let them do their own thing and see what they can craft. And um, so I said, I gave a B minus. I think that's part some bias because I'm such a fan of everything Lord of the Rings. But I don't think, question. you know, there's people, if you go on the internet, there's people screaming that it's the worst thing ever and it's a blasphemy and blah, blah, blah. And I disagree with that. Yeah, I get blasted when I say that I didn't like fucking... What's the Marvel movie that I always talk about, Matt? Civil uh, War. No way home. Because it Spider Man, no way home. No, Civil War. <laughs> um, let's talk about a show that's actually good and never disappoints. Oh, like the Mighty Ducks. Absolute Geek Podcast. Oh, hey, I appreciate that, JP. <laughs> oh, wait. Last week you said if I caught up with Andor, you had some questions or some, some items. You oh, no, we lost JP. Uh, yeah, what the hell is going on in Andor? <laughs> so, that was it? No, you you no. said you had something specific you wanted to ask me. No, no he said he wanted someone to tell him what the hell is going on in Andor. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out, like, so Andor joins, so somebody hires him to join a group of these, like, rebels, but he can't tell the rebels who he actually is, and he's kind of, like, playing secret agent or something in this rebel group. And then he, not really, but they don't know who he is. He tells them that he's somebody else. Yeah, because he's just a hired, he's just a he's hired, a, basically he's like a criminal. But why does that guy? Why so does Scarsgard not want them to know that who he is? Because he because says, the, because the rebels, and they even say the rebels like live off of like they eat dirt and they sleep under rocks and like they do it for the rebellion. And here's Cassian Andor, and he's doing it for. 200,000, you know, empire credits or whatever the currency is. But even when he tells him that he's being paid, he still doesn't tell him who he actually is. Because I'm Batman. Well, I don't think there's I'm a real it. secret. Well, also, he's a wanted fugitive. So what are they so, stealing? You know, they're stealing a record of everybody. They're stealing a record of everybody. No, they're stealing a payroll. The payroll, they a record of everybody. Million Oh, they stole money, not a list of who's being paid. They stole, still yeah, it's a heist. Credit. Yeah, the whole thing is a heist. I don't They're even watch the show. The, uh, that, the sector's so have, garrison's payroll. They just have a briefcase full of everybody's salary. Yeah, they just stole stole the briefcase, payroll for the empire. The whole you watch the show. Yeah, I did. Maybe I didn't. clearly like he did. Giant things of gold that they had to like load onto these trolleys and load onto the ship, like. Like they're robbing fucking Fort Knox and Goldfinger. But these were going to be then, those actual things were going to be turned around and paid to the people that work for them? That's, that's what got paid to the Empire. So they're stealing their money. Oh, they're stealing the money that was paid to the Empire. 
that was too. I thought this was money was that payroll. I thought this was money that the Empire was paying to their employees. Lance, what show yes. are you watching, buddy? Yes, it is. So when it's they pay like their the money, like the, the stormtroopers get, and the I, you know, everybody's got to get something, you know, to and take. Two your best friend and federal life mate says, "Did you watch the show? It's a massive amount of credits." Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I need to watch it again. Half the words they say, and then I'm like, "Okay, that's a thing." <laughs> I don't fucking know. I just think it looks cool, and I like Andor, like him, as a character. Like I think he's cool, but there's a lot of shit that goes over my head because I'm not a Star Wars. He's cool, fan, but he's like, kind of a he's kind of a scumbag though. Also, at the same yeah. time, so I, you know, we see him in Rogue. We gotta wait till Rogue One for him to become a hero. I guess. I don't know. A lot of the stuff they say goes over my head. Like they're talking about things, and I'm like, what? What is that? Like, I don't even know what they're talking about half the time. But there was, like, I don't know. I don't understand. It's why not a he, show. Why it's he... not a show that I can sit here and be like, yeah, I could tell you what happened. Like, it's just because half of the terminology they're using, I don't even know. Or they'll talk about, like, this is the same way I feel when I watch Mandalorian. They'll talk about these planets and stuff that are supposed to have some significance, and I have no idea why they're significant. You, you, are you know, that out of Wars? I, I'm very out of touch with Star Wars. So yeah, uh, and or even mentioned uh, means nothing to you. There was What's a, that they, they means absolutely Polo, nothing to him. The, uh, the heist, absolutely the nothing. Kessel heist. The Kessel run. Well, I guess if you don't know your Darth Vader from your Princess Leia's bun hair, <laughs> I, I know the, the I know the general good. like I know that they need to defeat the Death Star, and then defeat they do the Death that. Star. <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> the Death Star. Darth Vader's a bad guy who used to be a good guy, but is a bad guy and gets thrown into a fire pit. Yoda has a wife named Yaddle, right? You know all that. Right? Yeah, it's just I know, I know, like the very basic base. I have a basic, basic, basic understanding of Star Wars and, because and I don't watch it. I'm 37. No, there's basic, and then there's beginner, and I think you're beginner. How, yes. How did you not watch Star Wars? And how did I? I don't. Like, My family. Says, I didn't I watch the first. I know seven-year-olds at the shop that know more about Star Wars than you. I I didn't watch the original trilogy until I was twenty-two. Jesus Christ! Dude. Because well, here's the thing. So like, and apparently you a retained lot of people, none of the information. <laughs> and you were older. I then. hated them. I hated them. Like I watched them. I said, "This is the dumbest shit ever." It, it wasn't until uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm shocked. I'm They're sportsing with a ball. Yeah. Max says, Lance like over here is sounding like the Max, wife who doesn't understand sports. They score Max, points and do the thing. And it's, and it's funny because Andor is still devoid. Andor is devoid of a lot of Star Warsiness. There's no lightsabers. There's no force. That's why I like it. That's why I like it. Yeah. I don't it's, like a lot of it is more Wars. just kind of a straight up futuristic yeah. show. Ball and then in the you're like, oh, a droid shows up. They that's said the word so speeder, and I'm like, favorite. oh, it's Star Wars. But that's you, why so but then far you, it's been you my have favorite. trouble understanding it because you don't know, you know, the There's moment it becomes Star Warsy, you lose it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't no, know how so, could not so watch let me Star Wars. let me so so a lot of people like they tell me, like, oh, my parents showed me Star Wars and stuff, right? Like, like because that came out a lot of a lot of us when our parents were our age, right? Or younger than us. My family is from Argentina. They did not watch any of those things. So I didn't get that stuff. So I didn't watch it till I was 22, 23 no, 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 no. So years. You have like seen it though. If you've seen it, I did. You know and it. I didn't like it when I saw it. 
I never watched Why? the original trilogy again. It wasn't until I became friends with Why did with you Mac not like the original? I don't understand that. Because I thought it was a lot of talking and I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And but do you like this on Argentina? Do you like Reservoir Dogs? No, it's like just my parents never showed movie. me that stuff. It can't be your favorite. It's not my favorite. I just say I I enjoy it. But but Asher, do you do you like any Quentin Tarantino movie? Yeah. But you didn't like Star Wars. You didn't like the dialogue in Star Wars, Nerf Herder, it, whatever. I'm just they not were. a big. I, I felt like it was more fantasy than sci-fi. I'm not. I'm not a big fantasy fan. Like I don't like it's Lord of the Rings. Fantasy, yeah. Yeah, I don't like Lord of the Rings. I don't like. I don't. I'm not much into like swords and fucking. Like I'm just not a fantasy fan. That's why Rogue One and Andor feel so separated from Star Wars for me that I that I enjoy. Like the only reason I like the new ones that come out the the star wars movies the the new trilogy that came out is because of the action scenes but half of the shit they say i don't know what the fuck they're talking about i want to know why you waste your time watching star wars shows then just let it go yeah because baby yoda's cute it's just not for you it's funny (laughs) i don't know i don't know half the shit that's going on like i kind of watch it out of the corner of my eye a little bit (laughs) i'm on a star my mom died before i was born lance probably (laughs) i'm not a star trek fan but I can watch the shows and I can get into it. Um, I don't know the oh, the, the the backstory, but I, I I love Spock. I love Kirk. You know, back in the day, but I don't know anything about the past or, or the history of it. See, I but feel I like I know like, more about Star Trek than but you I know start watching Star it. You eventually figure it out, right? Yeah, I, one of my favorite is the uh, the uh, what's the one where they discover light speed? The uh, with uh, uh, the movie that where they discover light speed with the Borg and it. The, I forget the first name of that contact. Movie. First contact. I think that's a great movie. I just I like that movie but a lot. Ish, to be fair, to be fair, JP. To be fair, JP also said on the last on the last episode that we did that he loved the fucking J.J. Abrams movies. I thought they were Real good. Housewives of Orange County. Like I, and I did not like. <laughs> I fucking hate those movies. You uh, really? I thought they were. Yeah. I, I thought they were good. They're not Star Trek yeah. movies. So, um, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. you like Don't the Star Trek movie, Star Trek five, where they find the freaking whale that they need the whale to make that special sound. Yeah, Star Trek four, four, whatever. Okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. My they have to go back in time to bring the whales back the big to ass the whale so they can communicate with an alien that won't destroy the earth. That's pissed off because the whales are gone. Yes. That was right. the plot so of the movie. That's a plot line or the one in first in the first motion picture, V'ger. We couldn't read the whole oh, fucking satellite that. Voyager. It's V'ger. So we just yeah. shortened it that way, which was, uh, which was cool. But I mean, again, it, it was cheesy. Back then. Yeah. At the end, they rub off like the rub. rust and stuff. And they're rub like, off. Holy there shit. This go. is Voyager seven. Right. I want to know. That was cool. Yeah, was Star like, Trek was like pictures one of the, the greatest sci-fi movies ever. I want to like, interrupt the Star Trek conversation and circle back to Black Adam for a moment. So The Rock, three hours ago, posted this on his Facebook page of him going to a premiere of Black Adam and surprising the audience. And I just want you to look at this and see, like, look how empty this theater looks. There's shots where this theater just looks absolutely not even filled to capacity. There's so many empty seats in this. If this doesn't scream like issues with, like you can still see so many empty theaters in there. Doesn't scream issues with this movie. I don't know what what does. Oh, it, it'll do well the first couple 
weeks or whatnot, but like, I don't think it'll be a billion dollar just movie. Like, looks so there's empty seats all here. There's this. I bet Aquaman does better than this long term than this movie does. Aquaman know. did more money than this. Probably will do more money. I'm curious to see how it stacks up box office wise, how it stacks up against Shazam. Oh, it'll beat Shazam, Shazam is not like a major hit. It'll beat it'll so beat Shazam. If it doesn't it do as well as Shazam, that's bad. It's it's not gonna beat Aquaman. Aquaman right. was okay. over a billion dollars. It'll probably do better than any Star Trek movie ever did, but not as good as any Star Wars movie. Oh boy. All right. Look so here we go. Up front. I wish I could get it bigger. Up front here, like look at all these empty seats. Like you would think all these people would be clamoring to get up there to see the rock. All but those empty your, seats up there. When you're big like the rock, you need room. Okay. And like so they need to clear it out for. Well, I'm <laughs> trying to stop it. The perfect. Like look at look at all these empty seats here. Like it's just I don't know. Right here. All these empty seats, man. Come on. Like that doesn't look like a packed theater to me. No. But I guess I'll have to see it a couple times to help out The Rock and his and his bonus. JP wants to make sure that The Rock is known as an A-list actor. Yes. My thing was with Star He's Wars is that they seem to rely a lot on the history of stuff that's happened. And for people that aren't as versed in it, it must be like I think it's hard to to fucking remember all that shit that they're talking about. Like they say planets and stuff. I'm like, why is that significant? Like usually, I wa- like I'll watch this with well, Matt. Why is it not hard to the billions of Star Wars fans around the world who watch it? You guys and live, remember it? You guys and... live and breathe it. I don't. Just like you have to watch them. All those empty seats. I don't man. live and breathe it, but I've. I mean, I don't know. I've seen all of Star Wars. I don't think there's anything I haven't seen, and I understand it all. It's not that. Oh, maybe it's just because maybe it's just maybe it's just like you said, you don't like fantasy and you just you see it and you just you don't absorb it. I don't know. Yeah, be more sponge, be more sponge like with Star Wars, soak it in. Next time you go, just but yeah, I agree. Andor Andor is maybe like the least Star Wars y Star Wars, yeah, and that and that's why I like it because I like I like seeing like this heist thing, but they say things in it. I'm like, okay, what. Like, why is that significant? Like a certain planet or a certain like uh, accord that they're talking like they or a certain people that they're talking about. I'm like, I don't know who these people are. So, like, am I saying that it's my favorite show ever? No, but I enjoy watching it. Like Mandalorian, I feel like has a lot more action stuff that keeps me like invested. Like this just seems like a casual watch to me. Not Anytime something I itch watch. to see. Like when it, usually I I fucking forget that it comes out and I watch it the next day. Why are you still watching it? That's my question. Yeah, I, I feel the opposite. I feel this show is so nuanced that like I can't walk away. I have to pause it if I'm going to be distracted by something because I don't want to miss. Right, you, oh, I usually watch it. While I'm you got to take notes or a certain li- line of notes. dialogue because the show the show relies more on like a slow burn nuance than. Yeah, I'm usually watching these. I'm usually watching as I'm working on like an Excel sheet or something for work or something like that. Like I'll have it on over here. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. see, then you're not really getting all of it, I guess. But over COVID, I had a buddy. I said, "Hey, we got all this time." I said, "You need to watch Marvel movies and Star Wars movies." He hadn't seen neither, any Mm -hmm. of them. He started watching Star Wars. And told me it was the stupidest movie he's ever seen. He watched <laughs> Winter Soldier 
and loved it. And again, that's the that's the difference between the time frame of the seventies and the two thousands of how they make movies now. But I, I thought Star Wars was a great show. I love Empire Strikes Back, but I thought Star Wars was a good movie because the dialogue back then and the, when they made movies in the seventies took a while to build up. Now it's all action. But he just wasn't a, he wasn't used to it, so he thought it sucked. He th- saw the first fifteen see, minutes of Star Wars, and that was it. But there's some movies from from the seventies and the eighties and stuff that I that I watch that aren't but, so action driven that I'm that I like. I think it's just the, the Godfather. You, I love the Godfather. I've watched the Godfather. You know, I've watched my dad and I usually maybe every two years or something watch the Godfather Part Two. Because it's usually on like TNT or something like that, but we always watch it, and it's normally around like Thanksgiving, I think, that we watch it. But like that stuff, I watch, or I can remember fucking football stats from ten years ago. I don't know why I can remember all this shit. But when it comes to Star Wars, like they'll say something, but you're still surprised every time by Empire Strikes Back and the Vader reveal. You're like, oh man, (laughs) (laughs) it gets you every time. (laughs) I get the core, the core stuff from Star Wars, but there's nothing that's like. Like I know Tatooine and like all these like certain planets, but most of it I'm just like, why is that significant? Max usually has to explain it to me. I'm like, what why is this place significant? Like where would I know this place Ooh. from? And he'll remind me. I don't know, just I I just, guess I just don't retain any of it. I don't I, even I've really watched... like Rogue One was fucking awesome to me, and I don't even remember most of it. Because I think you're buying into the hype of everybody telling you how awesome it is. You don't remember most of it, so you don't remember how awesome it was. You're buying into everybody around you being like, maybe, maybe oh, that's been... the best Star Wars movie. That's the best Star Wars movie. That's a great movie. You're you're buying into the hype of Rogue One. Maybe and... I'm subconsciously like, like just hearing how awesome it is all all the time that I forced myself to remember that it was awesome. Well, here's the thing: <laughs> but I remember I, walking out of the movie and liking it. Go ahead, Jake. I don't. I was not a fan of Lord of the Rings. I'm still not a fan of Lord of the Rings. Any of the no, I fell asleep. Funny. I fell asleep trying to watch the first one. I don't know how many times, but I don't have any problem with anyone who, who is into that genre, right? It's, I get it, but I don't know anything about that middle earth or this and that I get lost in that too, you know, but cause it wasn't my thing. It just didn't connect game of Thrones connected for me. And I can tell you about that one, but Lord of the Rings just, I, 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 I watched sleep. one game of Thrones episode and I was like, this sucks. And I shut it off. <laughs> I can't get into it, dude. I just, it's just not my. I thought the same thing. One episode, bud. I watched Lord of the Rings. I said, I hate Middle Earth type. I hate this medieval stuff. And I watched Game of Thrones during COVID. And I thought this was, I thought it was awesome. I couldn't stop watching Game yeah. of Thrones. I don't know. But I, Lord I, of the I Rings for me could have been like, I don't understand people that can watch these fucking extended cuts of Lord of the Rings. Like Max watches like four hour long movies. Of Lord of the Rings, oh, like those are, I love those director, director, and I'm like, I want those movies to be shorter. All three of those movies could have been one fucking movie. They First act, find the ring. Second act, go walk to the place. Third act, throw the ring in the pit. One movie, <laughs> but no, they cut it into three movies, three three hour long movie. Like it's just so fucking long and boring, and which sucks because I love Elijah Wood, dude. I would. Like that guy's fucking awesome. Like uh Wilfred, that show that he was in is fucking awesome. But that those movies suck balls, dude. I don't know why people like them so much. (laughs) I just don't get it. Not my thing. 
And Max and I have gone round and round and round. He's tried to make me watch these movies so many times. Fantasy novels of the 20th century. I believe it. I understand their significance, but I'm not a fantasy fan at all. I don't like it. I don't like swords and dragons and fucking mythical beings. And I'm just not, I'm not into it. I don't know. My brother is here for it though. My brother loves that shit and I just can't get into it. My brother is like Max. Like I'm going to watch the director extended cut, you know, with fucking 107 deleted scenes and yep. But me, and I'm like, hey, about, is there a... <laughs> complete about there's more scenes missing? Is there a Cliff Notes version of these three movies that I can like finish it in like an hour? <laughs> but I don't know. But uh, uh... So absolute geek has now shadow over Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Join us next week as we set our sights on 007. <laughs> Even 007, dude, I can fucking hear for it, dude. I love 007. But I don't know. Uh but that's also one where I feel that you can't tell the, the movies from apart or who did what. For you, it's just all one big 007 movie with commercials. You're more into it than I am. Me, I watch the 007, like any of them. I'm like, this is a badass movie. Like, because I've watched them all. I've watched all of them at least two to three times, like all the way from the beginning, not talking about beginning of Daniel Craig, but all the way from the beginning, I watched all of them at least two or three times. And I always like them, but uh, I just don't retain, like there's certain things I retain knowledge on and in star Wars is not one of them. I don't know, but I can remember fucking football stats and baseball stats from fucking 10, 20 years ago. <laughs> But whatever. Or I can remember how to play a song that I wrote when I was 12. But you just don't have that George Lucas brain. No. I don't know. Uh, so next week is our Halloween episode, right, Matt? We're doing a Halloween episode? Well, I mean, it's up? around Halloween, so... <laughs> I don't think we have Halloween plans, plans, but it's two days before Halloween. (laughs) I'm having a party that night. Oh. Or the next night, actually, this Saturday. This is Halloween. We're not invited, JP. I thought we were your besties. I don't blame you, JP. You're coming. (laughs) Fly you guys out, all three of you. It's too bad we didn't, like, Werewolf by Night didn't come out, like, closer to Halloween, because that would have been a perfect Halloween episode. I haven't seen it yet, so that might be something for me to watch on Halloween. Yeah, yes. it's a, I, I enjoyed Halloween. Werewolf by Night. Or at least that weekend. And Werewolf by Night is very like it feels old too. And I think that's why I love it so much, is that it feels like an old horror movie. Except for some like there's some new age stuff in it, like with the uh Bloodstone and is it Bloodstone? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um but uh yeah, I don't know. We'll have to discuss what we're talking about next week. I'm going to show you something I'm here for right Wait, now. Wait, before we move on, Matt, comic books. I was just about to go there. Okay. Dude, let's so you, You've seen the gargoyle stuff that's coming out, right? What yeah, gargoyle we did the, uh We did the order this week for it. So the Darkwing Duck stuff that just got announced. Oh, man. Does it look I'm cool? here for this. 
Are you excited for Gargoyles? Yeah, I am. But like, I was always more of a Darkwing fan. Like, I love Gargoyles, but Darkwing was always my jam. This David Nakayama cover. It looks like the old. It looks like the old, the old art style. It is. It looks awesome. It's like a continuation of the TV show. That's a show that I don't understand. This Mike Adolfo cover. Oh, that looks awesome. That looks very Uh, newer, though. Like, that doesn't look like the old cartoon. Gargoyles has some pretty good covers, too. And Leslie Lee. Why are, like, Darkwing Duck and Gargoyles seem like, for especially people our age, that there's such... That looks like the old show. And Trisha Flossner, who's doing uh, My Little Pony, Transformers. She did the art on... um, um, God, what the fuck is that? Uh, Stray Dogs. Yeah. So Gargoyles and Darkwing Duck, what I was saying before, like there's such an affinity for these two shows, but each of those shows only went like two or three seasons, right? And then have never been redone. I mean, but whoever watched them when they came out, that captured for like for me, I missed out on Darkwing Duck and Gargoyles. That covers maybe by like a year or two. But I know people who saw them absolutely adore those shows. They were groundbreaking, dude. Like D- Darkwing Duck was like the darker version of DuckTales. Yeah. And DuckTales was awesome. You know, Duck Duck the old DuckTales was fucking awesome. Ooh. But like there's such an affinity for Duck Darkwing Duck and Gargoyles, but they've never been like rebooted. They've never like Disney has not done anything new They're with them now. except except to have Darkwing Duck as like a as like a bit character in the new chip and well he was in also in ducktales the reboot of ducktales oh, yeah briefly which i didn't Ooh. did you like the reboot did you watch it yeah it was all right it didn't hold the same um it didn't hold the same uh what's the word um charm as the original ducktales in my opinion Ooh. they got rid of like the the Huey, Dewey, and Louie had like the the duck voices, and instead it's like Ben Schwartz and like Bobby Moynihan from SNL, like just speaking. So they sound like grown ass adults. But what else? You, what else were you gonna say about uh, comics there, Ish? Oh, I was gonna say yeah. Gar- there's a lot of hype for Gargoyles. Whenever we have like a Gargoyles pop, or a couple months ago they had um, the previews book with Gargoyles on the cover. Every, like so many people would be like, "Oh, gargoyles, gargoyles, gargoyles." Yeah, so I could tell. Like, like shit, man. This might be big. The return of gargoyles. Oh, gargoyles was huge. groundbreaking. Like I know, Ish, you were saying you missed that boat a little bit when it came out, but when it did, and it has out, the voice cast is Star Trek: The Next Generation actors. Oh, I'm not gonna watch. It is now. um is what's his, <laughs> is what's his face in Star Trek? What character? The guy that plays like Riker. Goliath? Uh, I don't know who, who does who, but like Riker, Troy, and a couple other Keith people David. do all the voices. Keith David was Goliath. Is he in Star Keith Trek? David. No. Pete Davidson? What? Keith David. <laughs> I'd, see it. I'd watch Keith a Star David. Trek show with Pete Davidson on it. <laughs> Have you watched his new Taco Bell commercial? Yes. Every time it comes on, I laugh. He's basically shitting on Taco Bell. Because <laughs> like you're simple-minded you don't understand Star Wars. Uh, but uh, I Matt, do you have those comic covers for gargoyles? Like, it's just saying they're pretty cool. Like, no, well, they haven't come out yet. 
they just went. Yeah, I'm just, we just saw them for the first time because we were placing the uh, the monthly order. Matt, what did you pick gargoyles. up this week? Oh, I found them. Um, the gargoyle ones. This uh-huh. week was actually a super, super, super light week for me. Um, there wasn't much in the way of the shop that really caught my interest. Uh, I picked up Nightwing uh, 97. Um, I picked up... That looks what else? Uh, Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man number one. Okay. Um, I picked up the... That one. Crypt of Shadows number one. And I think that's it. You see this one, Matt? Yeah. That looks fucking awesome. G.I. Joe number 299 came out this week. And I feel like for the for it's been a while, but we've got a lot of people are talking G.I. Joe in the shop too. Kind of excited for number 300, looking at back issues and stuff. Yeah, and it's never I got, got some back issues. G.I. Joe like comics wise. I was more into the cartoon and the figures. Those figures can command some money these days. Is this oh, by yeah. the person Absolutely. that did Stray Dogs? Because that looks. I was like just gonna say, Dogs. yeah, is that a? Yeah, I think it is. Tony Fleeks. No, I think that's Trisha. Trish Forster. Trisha yeah, Forster. right here. Yeah. I think Gargoyles <laughs> was on the key collector yeah. for for the number one issue. Something uh, popped up. This was months ago. No, that that's both of them. Then that's both. That was both of them on that cover. What the fuck just happened? There we go. Both of them did this. Yeah, if you look at the signature, so. The TF is Trisha Faulkner in the heart, and then the AMF is uh, Tony Fleece, Anthony Michael Fleece. So they did this together, huh? Yep. He probably drew the dog while she probably did the the gargoyle or vice versa. Yeah, her name yeah. like Minerva or something like that, right? <laughs> but what were you saying uh, before I so rudely cut you off, JP? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just said that the uh, the gargoyles was on. I thought Key Collector or um, Lords of the Lawn Box had mentioned that that was popular. This was some months ago. And so I was kind of looking as I went to antique stores and, and looking through some long boxes for that gargoyles. I never found it. So it, it was talked about a couple months ago. So I'm glad it panned out for somebody for something. Oh, here's 007 ish. There we go. Yeah, Dynamite's kind of one of my favorite uh, publishers right now. This one looks badass right now. This one looks right here. This is very interesting. I like that. I like that, too. I like this one, too. Get stoked for Batman Spawn, also. Batman Spawn, yeah. And then Batman Deadly Duo by Mark Silvestri. Batman and uh, Joker team up. Let me ask Ish a question. When it comes to the poly bags, okay, so I have a Spider-Man one that I want to send in for the McFarland signing for CGC. Do I need to take it out of the poly bag and send it to CGC, or do I leave it as is and let them take it out of the poly bag? So they'll take it out. Yeah, they'll take it out. I could. They'll take it out, but you won't know. You'll never know what the original condition of the comic book was are you gonna are you gonna sign it get it signed yeah all right so what you do is take an old i would take it out of well you could keep it in the same poly bag but i would cut a window in the poly bag like a little just a square window and tape it off with like painter's tape 
and slide the book in there and send it that way. So that way he's going to sign it and it's still going to be in the bag and board. So then McFarland's not going to fondle your book. Oh yeah. It's going to still be in the bag and board. He'll sign where the window is. And then the only person touching it out of the bag and board is, is the, the person grader. doing the grading. Yeah. Well, does it, won't the, but the I would say, look at the, look at the, the book. Back. If you, if you open the bag, pull it out, take a look at it, you know, at yeah. least you'll know like, Oh, the, all the corners are nice. You know, if there's something no, messed I mean, up I, with the book, then you're aware of that. But, th- but doesn't the book have a crease on the back of it because of the poly bag or should it have, or, or they talk about having that crease on the back. So that was, I don't want to send it away, have them sign it, have them press it and then knock at the book back for two years. I don't care. I have it since I bought it since it came out. So I don't, I just want it signed by McFarland for nostalgia reasons. I don't care if it comes back a nine Oh or a nine two or whatever, but I, I just didn't know if what I had book is it? Uh, Spider-Man one, the new stand edition, the, uh, the poly bag, uh, not, not the silver, not the gold, but the green edition, I guess you call it. Mm. And I yeah. just didn't know if I had cut it out of the bag before I sent it into them, but you guys are saying, leave it in the bag cut out a space for him to sign and he said market and painters tape right the opening matt yeah market and painters tape on the actual plastic there's i'll say there's no guarantee that he's going to follow that direction though so they might end up just getting it taking it out of the bag and adding it to his queue to be signed and i don't i mean i the book's not worth more than 20 bucks i don't care but it's going to cost me 120 to get the damn thing signed yeah, which geez, I is that it. what he's charging for a signature? Yeah. That and the, I guess the Did uh, it, didn't he come to Phoenix fees. and sign a bunch of shit for free? He lives he, in Phoenix. He lives here, yeah, but he always does his his signings are always usually usually like super limited. Yeah, he like rents out like an album because I know he was at Ace yeah, Comic Con. He was at Ace Comic Con. I thought he was signing stuff for free at Ace. No. I don't know yeah, that's my thing. I don't really, I don't care about books being signed. I mean, my signature when I drew back in the day was the McFarland signature. I, I used his exact signature with that looked like that old piece of paper. But to me, the, I don't care to get it signed. I just, I'm not going to send everything I have to McFarland to sign. Just a couple, one or two books, maybe. Main just pieces. Because, yeah, main pieces. I mean, that's definitely just, a good one to get signed for sure. But I mean, I got, a three, I got a 300. I don't want him to mess with it. I got a 299, 298. I got Batman 423. I don't want him to mess with them. My 300 is signed by McFarlane. I, I, I and heard the, the Walking you. Dead 100 I've got on my wall is signed by McFarlane. I've got a bunch of stuff that's non McFarlane, like non spawn, <laughs> non McFarlane stuff signed by McFarlane. And, that, and that's why I don't want to send a spawn book. I would send that Spider Man 1 book because that's the book that got me into collecting. Right yeah. back in the day, I, that so that means something. So I don't care if it comes back an eight, a nine, whatever. But I'm like 120 bucks for a signing. I I mean I could buy, I could buy a lot more with that. And I don't really care for the signature. It's just to me, it's more about the book itself, not about the art. I mean I like the artist, but I don't care if they sign it. It doesn't add value to me. There's a couple like I don't usually care about signatures either, but there's a couple things that I would like to get signed just because my affinity for that actor like a couple of my Funko Pops like I really want my Blunt Man and Chronic signed but not to like sell it or anything just because I think it'd be cool to have that signed by them. I know you're dying right. for an Evan Peters sig. I would love I have yeah, a Quicksilver yeah. Pop 
that's worth like 300 bucks that I would love to get signed by Evan Peters. It's Evan's Evan Peters Pietro. Oh, Evan Peters, can you please buy it? Your it's the Pietro when WandaVision came out. And, it, and I remember it says um, it was before the boner joke came out, but this pop came out and it has quotations, quotation marks around Pietro. Like it, like the name of the character, and there's quotation marks around it, and no other pop has that. So right there, that should have been that my one's first worth indication that it, I'm pretty sure it's worth quite a bit because it's a Funko Shop exclusive. And because it has that quotations, or, or... no, 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 they all have that. It's oh, just okay. they only made so many of them. The Funko Shop exclusives are usually worth a bit more, like directly from Funko. Like I have a and, Carnage that's like 200 bucks, a Blacklight Carnage. And who signs the Funkos? Is is it the uh, like Whoever with, I want, like, like with this would like, be Evan you're okay with the actor having it, right? It doesn't like with yeah. me. I I don't take and get Tobey Maguire to sign my Spider-Man book. I get McFarlane because he Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire had no or or Tom Holland had no bearing on that. Yeah, right? but with my yeah, but those are still I, fun signatures to get on a Spider-Man book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I but think it'd be cooler with a Funko, like get the Rock signing your Spider-Man book, you know, which would make <laughs> with sense. What, with like, if I had a Spider-Man book or a Spider-Man Funko, and I got it signed by Todd McFarlane and Tom Holland, or and like, it's either or for the Funkos, like they but, both. But you could sense. get Tom Holland and Tommy Tommy McGuire and Andrew. Like you could, you get the actors more so than the artists for that. Like I well, think no, because there's um, uh, like some of my classic ones like that aren't from like movies or anything like i have a spider-man the 80 year anniversary edition of marvel or whatever spider-man that one i would probably get signed by like if stan lee was still alive oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. to sign it or something ditko or somebody like yeah. yeah 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 but even even the movie stuff like the like to get an artist that was like a prolific spider-man artist and it was like a Spider-Man pop from No Way Home or something like that, and you get the art. Like I see that all the time. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's... Or I, I just think it makes more sense with Funkos to get those. Just like anybody that's ever been incorporated with. Right, that you character. can get anybody. Yeah, yeah, rather than a book where it doesn't really make sense to get Kirkman to sign fucking Deadpool or something. Right. You, well, that was the last out. couple of years of Stan Lee's life. He probably signed more books that he had absolutely. Oh, Stanley signatures are not worth anything because he <laughs> signed so many books. He's that he had signed everything. Well, and is it, it worth? Is it worth the money to get McFarland to sign these books? I mean, I wouldn't. I got a ton I could send, but is it worth 120 bucks? I mean, again, if it's something like your Funko, I you're think, gonna keep, think you'll ever. I recoup. think McFarland's signature I, I, is going the to comic command. Wants to pull it out of the bag, and if it's like a messed up comic, it yeah. might not be worth it if, if you're looking well, at that kind of value. McFar- Stanley McFarland's kind of the opposite yeah. of Lee though, because like Stanley signed everything. McFarland is very, very picky about what he's gonna sign. He doesn't sign homages to his work, he doesn't yeah. sign any of that. Like it's his work or nothing. And but he's kind and, of an ego man. He doesn't sign reprints. He doesn't, yeah, and he doesn't do like big signings really. Like his signings are very usually very limited. He's not if he's going to Comic Cons, he's like limited to a hundred signatures. So it, it is lot. very scarce, so I think as time goes, his his signature is going to demand more money on bigger books because of the scarcity that he is creating for his signatures. Well, that, Unlike that, Stan Lee, who signed every fucking thing under the sun. Oh yeah, Stan Lee signed. But like I want to go online every... just to buy a Stan Lee signed 
pop and I could probably buy one for maybe 30 bucks. We've got Stanley signature comic right here. But think about it. every, every one of every book from the seventies and eighties said Stanley presents, right? So yep. it makes sense. He signed it, but again, he signed everything. McFarland did DC, did coyote. He did, you know, he did, he did Marvel, but you know, I, I got a I got a graded Spider-Man. I got 298, 299, 300. I don't want to send them in. You know, I don't know what will happen if I send them in. So take one that isn't graded, something that meant to me why I got it, because I was influenced by that artist. Send it in, get it signed. Hundred bucks, put it up on a wall, and that's that means more to me. Like going to see your favorite baseball player, or football player, and getting him to sign it. But again, a CGC signing, you don't even see the guy. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I want. So I want to get. Just, I want to get my blunt man and chronic signed, but I actually want to meet them. Like that means more to me to meet them. Never than meet it does to get the signature. That, like I have I mean. an iron people send them away. And I'm like, why, why you don't even meet the guy. He just, he just does it in a, like some in the basement of CGC. Yeah. But yeah. like <laughs> it's the signature you want though. Like I understand you want the experience to meet him, but a lot of times that experience isn't all it's cracked up to be like, no, I remember meeting, meeting Barry Bonds. <laughs> yeah, like it was meeting, not cracked Stan, up. meeting Stan Lee. Like it was no talking to him. Don't look at him. Put your item in front of him. He signs it. Go on your way. No questions. Yeah, see, I don't want that. So it's I like, don't want that experience. <laughs> it's such an right. unpersonal, impersonal experience. And it's kind of the same way with with McFarland when he's at cons. Like everyone's just sitting there, like gargling his hog. They're like, oh, I really love your work. Oh, oh, thanks, man. And you, you go on about your day, like. You're not going to get that personal experience, so it just kind of cuts out the middleman. Like you're not going to con, you're not standing in line, you're just sending your book and get it back with a signature on it. You know? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I I met Barry Bonds at a, at a uh, in Pittsburgh at at like a. You, you guys know, see a, this? Uh, oh, Harley Quinn signed by signed Harley Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But I met Bonds at some baseball clinic back in the day, and he yelled at me. Like we went to a clinic. It was me, my brother, and another friend of ours. The friend of ours did not bring a glove. So Barry Bonds wanted me to give my Daryl Strawberry Rawlings glove to this friend of mine so he could do fly ball catches. And I said, no, this was my glove. Why would you come to a baseball clinic without a glove? And Barry Bonds yelled at me. And I still remember that to this day. I have his signature on a hat. I have his signature on a card. But it was not a very nice experience. And I met him outside of just like when he was a rookie, he wasn't even what he was, you know, the Hall of Fame. Well, not Hall of Fame. hadn't but, started juicing yet. Right. He wasn't huge, but he but yelled heard, at me. And I was I've like, heard Barry Bonds was kind of a douche in general. And he was a dick back then, back in 1986, when I met him with Mike Bilecki in the old, uh, uh, the, the, I have a Kool-Aid hat signed by that guy. But again, I don't, I still was a fan of his and I still cherished the memory, but it was a memory. It was, it was, it was a, uh, what would you call it? Uh, it wasn't like you're signing at a, at a store, at a at a bookstore, at a, at a, at a uh, comic convention where he's like, just don't look at him, sign the book, and move on, right? This was like an experience, I guess you'll call it, that we got to have when he was a rookie. So it's different than most, but that's how I would picture McFarlane signing, like you just mentioned about Stan Lee. Don't look at him, just have him sign the yeah. book and move on. But to circle so, back to your McFarland, McFarland, McFarland question for Ish, like I thinking about, I kind of agree with Ish. So I would take a separate polymer bag, cut the window out, tape off the window, 
remove that that comic from the poly bag that it's in now and like if you have a scanner scan it check all the corners check out everything scan it so that way you have record of it to make sure you're actually getting your book back because there is a lot of people i know personally who have sent books back into cgc and not gotten the same back and book in return really mm-hmm. that would piss the fuck out of me well man i, I gotta care. complain while we're talking about sorry go ahead jp I just say I I don't care what it comes back at, but I do want to get my book back, Matt. So right, I, so I, I would, I would. Hey, but something like that comes it. back at a high grade. I mean, you've got something valuable yeah. on your hands for sure. I mean, it's got to be that, a nine six know. at the least for mine, because it's been I took that's, care of it. That would so. be tremendous. Nine six Spidey one Simon McFarlane. That's pretty. That's good stuff. I mean, I don't know what he'll, he might manhandle it and crinkle it, but it probably has a crease on the back of it because it's been in the poly bag. So I, I don't know. Why but there's a lot of stuff with CGC though that, like they that like let that go. Yeah, they they count that as a like a manufacturer defect. Like if you ever oh, get okay. um like a first yeah, like was it um ASM three sixty one the first uh, carnage. There's printer cuts in the bottom of the book, so there's like slices in the page from when the where the printer cut the books off, and that's considered a, a manufacturer defect. So you don't get dinged for that. There's another one. But Matt, see, here's yeah. a reason to send it in the original poly bag, though, even though you've opened it, so that they're aware that if that is the yeah, crease, you well, can, yeah, because you also want this back. What now they're sending in on on CGC that the, you're going to have it, it'll state poly bag version, and for mine, it's newsstand that'll state that on the CGC label. Yeah, so I mean, who's yeah, Sam De La Rosa? I would still scan it like even if you don't open it you can stand it in the poly bag i would still send it in another poly with the window cut out and um still scan it man i would just to make sure you're actually getting your physical book back who's sam de la rosa so you know every nook and cranny of that book do you guys know because i'll give you a i'll give you a good uh example here of why you want to do this all right so there is um, the Amazing Spider-Man September 11th uh, issue. Yep. My buddy and Kyle and I both had that book. We were I was getting mine signed by R- John Romita Jr. And he already had his gen- signed by Romita Jr. He wanted it signed by the, the inker. So I did both books at the same time. Got my Romita and inker signature signed, verified sent it off they gave me they sent me back the book with all of his stats in it so my my remita signature was done in 2022 his was done in like 2013 2014 it has the date it says signed by remita jr 2014 both of them say that (laughs) sketched by remita jr same date like so they put Kyle's stats on your book yes they gave it the same grade same stats same everything because I sent those two books in together (laughs) oh yeah yeah. so it's just like like there's Kyle has my buddy Kyle has sent in a numerous amount of books where he's taking pictures of them and and stuff and get them back and they're lower grade and there's smudges on the book that weren't there before so yep. you just got to be very, very careful 
What's like, that's why, that's why I always like I always like to scan the book so I know exactly what the books you get are. Hair in I, it like, I match yeah. them up. Oh, gross! <laughs> There's a giant fucking hair, and what that's I from just your mom. Into. It's only, you know, yeah, it's, it, I can't, it's just, there's a little, your mom hair and your beef patty, that's all. Uh, <laughs> He's going to throw up now. <laughs> I, I, oh, I, I've only sent six books in, and all, I've just got back into collecting this year, and I've sent six books in. And, and again, I guess not all of them, but most of them were books I had since I was a kid. I didn't care how they came back. I just wanted them preserved for forever, yeah. as best as they can be. And some of them came back better than I thought. Some of them did not, and it didn't matter. Same with this Spider-Man book. But, you know, I was worried, like, I don't want to send in the Spider-Man 300 I got. I don't want to send in uh, my, you know, my ASM 129 I just got. I, I don't really want to reholder it and try to upgrade it because who the hell knows what CGC does. So, Yeah, well, I bought a – I'm kind of the same way. I bought an ASM 50, actually, from Isha's store. And I still have it, and I, and I would love to get it graded, but I don't want to send it into CGC or CBCS right now because of the fact that they're losing books and stuff's just in shambles right now, and I don't want Dude, them losing CGC has some serious quality control issues lately. Yeah. So we've had we've gotten back some books, a couple of like nice Silver Age and Golden Age book. You can tell when they slipped into the well, they fucking like there's a whole new brand new folder crease yeah really like they're grading the book and then they're ruining it as they're putting it back putting it into the well and encapsulating i don't want to make jp nervous here but <laughs> well so i had i had a whole we get a lot of books back that don't have any issues but we've seen some where it's literally like where's the well, quality control like that's fucked up like well the, the six i sent in all came back as good as i thought it some of some of them not great but I, I was happy. I wasn't far off on the grade, but I I have I could send in I have I don't know every I don't know I'm not going to say every McFarlane but just about every McFarlane book he made between Marvel and and uh, Hulk and Spider Man and Amazing Spider Man and Spawn like the first you're right Coyote I mean there's a I have the the one he did uh, Invasion the three series with Invasion he did. Um, so I have plenty I could send in, but I don't want, I don't need to get them all signed. It'll, it'll cost me a fortune and I could put that money towards a Hulk 181. <laughs> like I want to get one book signed and I'm trying to decide if, is it going to be the Spider-Man one or spawn and just get one done. I don't need to spend 300 bucks to get him to sign two books. And that, and I mean, in that regard, I would just do the book that means the most to you. What, what I don't, means I don't the know most to you personally. I think everyone is in the highest grade. signed off on the show here. He seems to in his own. Uh, yeah, I muted him because he's over there playing his guitar while we're on the <laughs> he show. He is trying talking, to portray Ozzy Osbourne. Like, unless he's writing a song about what we're talking about. He's still over there trying to understand Star Wars. A song about later, JP so. slabbing his yep. Spider-Man. <laughs> so, sorry, it's not as interesting but. as Star Wars and uh, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. guitars and Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> no, it is it is super interesting. Like, like I was always against. Like, I know you're a newer listener to the show, but for the longest time, I was that one person that advocated against getting your books graded. Like, I was never a graded books guy, and I still kind of am. Like, I've sent a couple books off to get graded, but like they have to they have to be just like old Spider Man books that are only gonna you know I don't want the value to decrease any more than they already have. 
So like most books that I get signed, I get signed for myself and I frame them and I hang them on the wall. That's, that's all me. Like everything that's on the wall is signed for just me. You know, I'm not worried about getting them graded or the value of them or this, that, and the other thing. And I kind of feel like, like, cause at that point, like you couldn't move a book. If you want to sell a book, you couldn't sell it with a signature on it without it being graded. And now I kind of feel like that has dissipated a little bit and people will, will still buy books that are graded or that are signed even if they're not graded but it's just i'm not a big proprietor of of grading for multiple reasons like you can't read the book after that you can't touch the book anymore you you know you lose all i feel like all that nostalgia value of the book because it just doesn't feel the same anymore there's a lot of reasons like i don't i choose not to to grade books well the majority of the books you grade should be iconic covers yeah. Right. They might be keys, but they're iconic covers. And that's why you like seeing them framed on your wall. Mm-hmm. But then the ones that have that, you know, the story you want to, I don't read comics. I like, I like the artwork. That's, that's what drew me in. Um, but I, I'm, I'm all about, you know, get those key, key covers, you know, frame graded. It's easy to buy and sell on Instagram that way. Cause there's no, you know, no debate when it comes to raw, that's, you know, it, it's you, maybe you get a book for a good price, Maybe it's not a key. Maybe it's more of a storyline key, and you can get it that way. But I really only get those ones that are iconic covers graded. Um, you know, so I, I see what you mean. I was never a graded person because I don't want to send my stuff away and hope I get the right one back. Like right. <laughs> that was always a concern of mine. I'm like, why would I send them my book? I don't. I don't trust them. You know, well, they have, they, so people say send them to a presser. Yeah. Let me ask you this then. So if you are a reader and you only like the art, why aren't you more in the the like original art game, original comic art game versus co- just books and covers and stuff? Like pages well, and getting like the original pages. You're not a millionaire? Well, yeah, because the, the Frank Miller one went for $2.4 I guess, right? That's harder to buy. I, I think that the, because... I guess I grew up in the McFarland Leafield age and that's what got me into comics. Cause I drew what they, what, what they put on the pages, but the covers are what. I'm sure you did a print. lot better job than Leifeld at drawing. Anyways. Oh, that, I didn't make the chest of Captain America anywhere near the size that he did. <laughs> but I hey, mean, since you, we're talking about Leifeld, can I, can I brag that he follows my Facebook page? I got a like. No, you can't. You can't. Yeah. Well, and, I just did my way. Send them my right, way. I mean, Leifeld back in back. Leifeld blocks our blocks us. He does. He yeah, blocks he you and blocks by him. We had a T-shirt that says "Banned by Leifeld." Jesus. <laughs> yeah. See, unlike well, Kyle, me and Rob Leifeld are friends. So, the backstory in that is you know, the Kyle when he story. released Major X, I kind of went to Twitter and trashed him and told him like. <laughs> Asked why, who really is still buying and printing this atrocious bullshit. And like, I did it live on the podcast and I trashed him on Twitter and it took him an hour to block me. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, but think about it. His his artwork went down over time. I mean, it was kind of like, it kind of, you know, what what is the phrase? He kind of wrote it, phoned it in, right? His early work on New, New Mutants 98 the new mutants uh what 87 like x x force i mean he did great work some of those covers are iconic i mean they are they are you can never take that away but over time some of the stuff didn't hold up 
but McFarland stuff always did, in my opinion. Jim Lee was probably the most um, – uh, he could draw the most realistic person. I mean, again, no one has muscles like that, but he drew them. McFarland was just very fluid. Jim Lee was very succinct. If you want to draw great military-type people, Jim Lee fit the bill for that. I mean, his stuff for X-Men was great. And I, 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 those two guys. Is he the one that wrote like, like he has that famous picture of Cable with the huge chest? That's Rob Liefeld. Liefeld has that picture of uh, Liefeld has a picture of uh, Captain America with it looks like uh, double D titties on him. Yeah, or the infamous uh, floating head Captain America cover. Yeah, I mean Um, he. Oh yeah, this this one here is Liefeld. His. His covers are iconic for all the wrong reasons, though. Like, yeah, but you can't. His X Force One, his X Force One is a great, great cover, in my opinion. X Force Two with with New Mutants ninety eight. The the even uh, I think McFarland helped him out with New Mutants ninety eighty seven with Cable. So those are iconic. These ones, I, I think they're phoned in. I mean, he just. Why did he do it like? I'm just saying, like thirty years like in the business, and your anatomy is still that of like a it's second bad. grader. You got problems. But it, but again, look at Sam Keith. He drew Pitt. He drew Marvel Presents with with Wolverine. His stuff was I never liked it, but as I look back at it years and years later, it was different. You guys know well, Sam. This is Keith an iconic right? one, it right here, isn't it? Or no, not this one. Isn't that Sam Keith? Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty good one, isn't it? Look at his early stuff with Marvel, with Pitt or Marvel, Marvel Comics Presents back with uh, when Wolverine was on the cover. His stuff was yeah, like that one. one. Yep. Why does he look like an animal? Right. He didn't. That, I. I didn't. I didn't like that. <laughs> but yeah, this one's terrible, Keith. Dude. This one looks cool. No, nah, it's terrible. This, I, I mean, it's terrible. But, it, <clears throat> but that one's terrible, in my yeah. opinion. But it. It. It's how he drew, and it was. That's that cool. Would, like I like that style. Like that's cool. Style. That looks very. That looks kind of like it, it, almost like appeal to me. But anime like haunting. It, that's his style. Yeah. That's his style. That's what's cool about it. I mean, I I I didn't like it, but I thought it was cool. It was a style, and Leefeld had his style. Liefeld, Leefeld, however you want to call it. But is this Keith right here? Yeah, this one looks cool. Ish is texting right now. Can you believe they are talking shit about you on this podcast right now? My oh Rob, my overlord, dude. Rob. Oh, Rob, my Rob, my overlord, Rob. I, I tell you, the reason I probably like Mark McFarlane the best out of all of them is because I used to draw. I was an artist back in high school, and I had a buddy, and we used to draw comics. And he would tell me that my stuff was not was not drawn with action. But McFarlane, everything he drew had action. Look at it. his it fingers was- right here. This is Liefeld, right? Look at that. <laughs> that cover is just atrocious. I have that. I just found that. Flat. And his thumb looks like half of it was chopped off. Yeah. And the, but the but the chest isn't as bad in that one of that Captain America. No, he definitely he definitely toned down the chest. Is this Liefeld? Yes. Looks like. Look him. at his foot. Look at this foot right here. It's well, like, hard to drive. Long, it is hard look to look drive. How massive his upper body is, and little his waist is, and like look how long his waist is compared to the rest of all his right, fucking Jay, body. Jay Scott Listen. Campbell does that all the time too. J. Scott Campbell draws cat faces for women. You can can draw. You can look at his head here. Like it's way too small for his body. He looks like a child. Lance, how easy is is it to play Iron Man on a guitar? And how easy is it to play one harvester? Give me a song that's hard to play. 
That's the difference. Drawing feet's hard to do, right? You can that's, draw a hand, you can draw drawer. muscles. Yeah, Frazetta well, couldn't draw feet to save his McFarlane life. Carlin can't draw either. He can't draw do anatomy. Pull but up. This, okay, is, Lance, this is not pull up. It's harder to draw feet, but like because I draw too. Like it would be easier to draw a foot You're in a, a boot. No, I don't just trace. I draw, draw too. Like he's drawing. Lee could draw any of that stuff. It, like this is in a Lance, pull up, pull up Snake Eyes Dead Game. And I'll show you guys some recent live valve that I think was actually pretty good. Right and here. Why I'd like to see him actually on the current G.I. Joe run. Yeah, his snake eyes was pretty badass. Something's up with his legs, though. His legs are Dude, too short. His snake eyes is badass because he doesn't have to draw upper lips. He doesn't really have to draw anything. Why every the but every weird every live filled person with lips he There's draws. There's still it's plenty like of detail in there that he has to draw. Is not the X Force One book a good? I mean, yeah, it's that's a great badass. cover. That's badass. Snake eyes action. No, no but something's still ninety-eight. Not a great weird. cover. Like his torso to his head. Something's still no, weird about good. this. His torso good. is too long in comparison to his chest. Dude, okay, no. never. Don't ever look at any Jack Kirby art, then you guys will lose your minds. Jack Kirby art was if, was this terrible. Is what you're complaining about. In my opinion, this is better. Is this Liefeld? I don't. I'm not sure if that's Liefeld. I never. Jack Kirby was iconic, but I never thought that his artwork was tremendous. It was very, um, you know, plain Jane. In so my how is it iconic it, then? Yeah, this this. I don't know. Like, just it just became iconic. But I I would not buy a book. Back in the day, because it had Jack Kirby, I bought everything McFarlane or Lee Feld or Jim Lee did. This like it's like he broke his arm to get his hand right here. I don't see an issue with a lot of Kirby's art, and I'm looking at Kirby right now. Like a lot of his stuff looks proportionally accurate. Go look up his stuff from um, uh, what the hell? I just get um, you're talking about this. This is fucking awesome. This is Golden Age shit. That's I'm not saying it's not awesome. His but black, it's, yeah, his like black Panther stuff. His body black parts kind of move weird often, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like there, I just saw uh, uh, like Dark Side one where it's very. Yeah, he, what did he do? The uh, what's yeah, the Iron Man? He is he leaping? Is he leaping like a frog there, or is he flying? You know. Look what what was the one he did with uh, Dark Side and the uh, at Orion? Um, what's the name of that, that, uh, that New that Gods? New Gods. Look at that stuff. New was, Gods was, by who? New by Gods Jack by, Kirby. yeah, Jack Kirby. New Gods, uh, Eternals. I mean, even that was that looks bad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they didn't make not everything they made. Like, not every Marvel movie is great. Not every Kirby art is great. Not every but McFarlane. This, I mean, album. they're still they're still selling like merchandise with this artwork on it. Yes, but they're and selling artwork. How stuff. much with Spider-Man 300? Yeah, because that that's kind of part of the art. Even if it wasn't perfect, Kirby still managed to express some sort of dynamic. The faces know, action express the expressions and, and story through imagery. And so it's like I don't know. We don't always have to get obsessed over the you know precise anatomical details. It is art. No, and it's not that. But I don't think any of one Kirby's any of his faces had any real expression. Unlike yeah, but it was that was that was true for like this style right here is pretty synonymous with like comics in that era. Right. Right. Of, stylize the artwork, Sometimes I feel a Liefeld fine, face. But... Liefeld faces are kind of Kirby esque at 
times. They, they are. But you look at John, John Romita, his stuff for Spider-Man was, I thought, better than Kirby. Right. And then you had Eric Larson did a great job after after McFarlane was done. And he had some great runs with Venom. He's the one that invented the Venom, the, the Venom tongue. Like this shit, like is still yeah. on stuff at fucking Hobby Lobby. Yeah, look at look at look at Hulk. Yeah, it looks bad. He doesn't look. He looks bad. But this this like this artwork right here is on stuff like you go to like Jack, Walmart. Jack Kirby is the Ozzy Osbourne of artists. But hold on, <laughs> it looks bad now because of how art has evolved and people have have kind of tuned and made it their own and you know everybody you know there's no originality so everybody builds off these characters to give them a fresh look and design so for the time that yeah back then they weren't going for realism yeah like to just create that out of your mind oh i i i'm not shit on i'm not shit on kirby i i no no, i know but i'm just saying for me like mcfarland dude you you've been in the business for what 30 years and your anatomy has not changed. Like if you're doing something like cool, like, Marlin. Life. I, I'm sorry. Lee is the best artist out of, out of all three in regard to anatomical. Yes, he is. 100%. 100%. McFarlane is the middle between Lee Feld and mm-hmm. Jim Lee, in my opinion. Because this, because his like McFarlane's Venom art is some of my favorite. Oh my God. He's, I mean, the way he drew Spider-Man and Spawn was, I mean, he was meant for that kind of stuff. Lee Feld, I think his early X4 stuff was great. He, he, the colors like, pop. This is just... iconic. This cover right here is iconic. Yeah. Yeah. The way I, I, you I, were I, saying JP, sorry. No, I just think they were, they were meant for this type for, for these, <laughs> like the upside down Spider-Man was McFarland that the 300, how he did the webbing and, and how thick it was, you know, that, that, that stuff, that that's huge, you know. Kirby, Kirby's, you know. Yeah, again, look at the the one all... we're looking at right here. That's kind of a Liefeld foot. That's no different. Yeah. But, Where but right think here? About... This one. Yeah. No, the previous one. Which one was that? Was Li- that... But again, Liefeld and McFarland were close when it came to the feet type of thing. But McFarland had way more. Uh, he had way more flow with uh, a character like Spider-Man and Spawn that were swinging and lee feld was good if you wanted to have pockets on everybody you know you just had he could draw that yeah, with no i might as well have driven, drawn that like i mean well, we for me the best spider-man artists it's ditko and ramita senior like yeah that's that's spider-man, spider-man has been right? blessed with a lot of amazing artists alex saviak mark bagley mm-hmm. I have a signed. Spider-Man. I love Bagley. I mean, there's a Spider-Man. lot of good Spider-Man out there. I think mm-hmm. I have to go with McFarland and Larson. Those two were the probably. My, I mean, again, I grew up with that in that era, so that's why I would take them. Milgram did a good job too. There's just something about Sp- Bar- Bailey. Or <laughs> I can't talk now. There's just something about Bagley Spider-Man that just looks so clean. Like his Spider-Man always looks so clean on the pages. Yep. I don't, my my big thing is like I don't care if you're stylized or if you want to do your own thing like that's fine. I just, dude, anatomy is is a pretty big thing, and if you can't get your you anatomy right, 
your anatomy and your failure to put fucking Make pouches and pouches and muscles upon muscles, like. Oh, do it again, Matt. I fucked it up. It's not letting me do it for you. Hold on. There we go. Don't you think oh, that's badass? That's awesome. This is uh, I can always forget how's Emberlin. Randy Emberlin, or Randy Emberlin, yeah. Show it yeah. again. Show it again. Can you see it? It's traced. It's a print, <laughs> but it's his. Like you can tell it's a print because he signed it to me, but you can see his original signature right below yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. To Lance. You didn't make him write, my friend. I like how well, that... actually uh I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even meet I didn't even meet him. Uh Corbin got me this. Oh. Yeah. Corbin went over, got me this print, and fucking it's like one of my best prints that I own, dude. I love this picture. He's like on a gargoyle, it's like raining. Yeah. You know who else draws really good Spider-Man that I wish would do it more often and would actually get a book? Paul has a Sita who does um outcast. Here's a see if I can show this. Uh oh, we're showing off original art now. Here's here here's can you see the why is it still my face filling up this thing? <laughs> then I look like McFarlane Hulk down there back in the day. Why can't I make JP. There we go. Oh, who drew that? I did. That... <laughs> nice. Love Back it. Back in the day. True, so you see the McFarlane original Hulk. art. Yeah, that's that's McFarlane to the T right there. Even sounded just like him. So <laughs> those those Venom prints of of that McFarlane did though, like that to me is like prototypical Venom. Like that's the best I've that's my favorite way of seeing them. It's like the exaggerated mouth, like the bottom jaws, like super exaggerated and like the thick webbing and everything. Why do you keep making me bit? I don't mean to. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That did that? was a Cedar from awesome. uh, Outcast. He did it for me at a free comic book day event at Samurai. That's awesome. That's about as original it gets right there. I would love to get something like commissioned or something like that. I think that'd be cool. What does that cost to get something done by? Uh, He did this one for free. That's nice. I also have a George Perez Spider-Man also. I guess if you live near Amish people, you can't find the artist, so I'm I'm stuck. (laughs) Yeah, you have to go to conventions, yeah. (laughs) I'm actually jealous, dude, because you're so close to New New York. How long would it like to fly to New York? 100 200 bucks because i'm not sure it's about 500 miles from here so what would that be compared to us ish 500 miles from here you gotta be about shit that's like la 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 is a drive dude like i would feel like in new york you get to see all sorts of cool shit yeah i mean uh, jp do you think marvel needs to create the first amish superhero Ezekiel the first, you know, representation and like he uses like a wooden a wooden hammer, like where the head's like wooden. It's like that's his weapon. 
Dude, that he is, has the Infinity Churner. <laughs> the Infinity Listen, Churner? I the Infinity Butter Churner. I bought 20, <laughs> yeah. 20 pumpkins from an Amish woman the other day, and she had she had no time for my jokes as I went and picked up 20 pumpkins from her at her little stand. It was, it was hilarious. I, I, you know, I had them do my – they reset them at the back of my house, and those guys work from 9 o'clock until 4. And as soon as 4 o'clock hits, they drop – all their tools and leave because they can't bring their own tools because they can't use power tools. I had to give them all the power tools, but they just drop them on the ground. All the screws, all the shavings are on the ground and they leave, get on their carriage and ride back to their house. Takes they them just two leave hours a mess home. there. Just leave the mess. Come back the next day and start <laughs> over again. And I'm picking up after them because I got little kids and I got nails and, you know, shivs and stuff laying around, but they just four o'clock drop, go. And then they come back the next day on, I can hear the horse, the carriage coming to my house. I can hear all the sound as it comes in the neighborhood. And then they pull up. I say, put the horse in the woods because it shits back there, right? And put the horse in the woods. And then my dog barks at the horse for eight hours. They do their work. Then they go home. And in four days, in four days, they did my three sides of my house, two sides in the back. Whereas one guy who did the stonework in the front, it took him six weeks to do the why by himself. He was not Amish. No, he was not. He was the the white guy who did the front, and the Amish did three sides in four days. Now, granted, there were six of them. That sounds like what we have here, like like the the ones that you pick up like outside of like Home Depot and Circle K. Mm -hmm. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. This is going hey, off the rails now. I did not say You're talking about the, the Mexican migrants. Oh, I right, never, dude. Right. I never said anything about ethnicity. That was you two and your fucking oh, racist brains. Here we go. All I all said right. was the people out there. They do fast work and they do it good, dude. <laughs> I wouldn't say the Amish do good work. They don't make great angles. The guy who did the front of my house did a much better job with angles and stuff. The Amish did it fast and did it quickly. It looks good by all means but it was i wouldn't call it craftsman work i'm just saying like i watched like these people do my backyard man like re-landscape my entire all right we're gonna mute that good <laughs> proud they were of their work man i'm latino i could say whatever the fuck i want no you can't i'm part amish <laughs> i married an amish woman so i'm good oh is your wife amish no oh <laughs> and i'm just an asshole so i'll say anything she left the rum springer and never came back. You know how the Amish extend out their, you know, because they their their community is pretty small. So in order to extend out their lineage, I guess they need to take the woman, bring him to a local bar, put him in a burlap sack, and then procreate. Put him in a burlap sack, and basically you make the spot where you want to, you know, you know, move things along for their lineage. And they find guys at the bar. Hey, you're tall. We could use you. You look like you might be a good worker. We're gonna. We need your sperm. I guess is what they do. Oh my but, gosh, that's yeah, like some a, handmade. Aaron show. Fit. Aaron just showed up for the good part here. Yeah, right. That's, I mean, essentially, it's just like where the yeah, dude at the bar fucks the Amish girl through a hole. Right, but he, but the sack. guy fucks her in a room with like four other of the Amish guys watching over it. So it's like kind of fucked up, but. That's yeah. like Handmaid's Tale shit. Exactly. And, and they made that burlap sack, that too. That's a handmade sack. <laughs> yeah, it's, a it's, it's a little rough, but it, that's it'll high work, craftsmanship. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's how yes. they extend out their, their, their genes. Their gene, yeah. They, but everybody's willing to do it, I guess. I don't know. It's That's how you get that bigger yeah, taller willing guy, to do right? it. It's a bar. Hey, it's a Friday night. It's a honky-tonk. Friday night, I had enough beers, and we need a tall guy to 
you know, down the road so we can, you know, lift higher or something. That's just crazy. That's, all good. that's why there's well, a lot of Amish there. children in, in Western Pennsylvania that look slightly like JP. <laughs> Don't say anything. Aaron, more I'm, wait, I'm waiting for them to finish airing all the episodes for the season. Then Anna and I are going to start it. We're we live it out here. Handmaiden's Tale, JP's Tale, whatever you want to call it. It's out here. JP's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. Handmaid's Tale show is fucked up, man. All right. Yeah. Well, Handmaids and burlap sacks. Yeah. Also, I heard Matt thinking. getting uppity, so decided to hop on and see what's going on. <laughs> yeah, Matt just is always worried. He just can feel us getting canceled. He can just feel it. Like it's coming. We're just gonna be canceled. Nah, I don't no care more about of your that, we riding the line here. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> you're <laughs> fine. It's just when when Lance just goes, Well, you know, the kind you pick up outside a home depot. Like, you know, <laughs> no. it's like you tell me story is one thing, but when Lance is like the kind you pick up outside a home depot, you automatically know where he's going with it. And it's like oh, I don't know, because I don't even have a home depot near me. I have a Lowe's, that's it. Oh uh, well. Oh same, man, you're same. you're uh you're bougie, aren't you? You got I, a Lowe's and no Home Depot. That's I have a like Lowe's and a Walmart, shit. that's it. That's bougie shit right there. If, you don't even have a Kmart. Of- no, most of my spending, ninety uh, percent of my spending for groceries and anything home related, is at Walmart. <laughs> so. uh, I was watching. Uh, you guys know who Nate Bargatze is, the nope, comedian. No. It's fucking hilarious. Nate Bargatze goes, "Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Walmart guy. I'm not like low class, like Kmart guy, but I, I, and I'm not Target. I don't have like that old money, but Walmart is just right where I'm at. <laughs> it's right in there. And if you want a night on the town, we used to go to the mall in my old neighborhood. Here, you go to Walmart. Yep. That's what you do in my town. Or you That's go see the lap stack. You go to Costco because <laughs> you can get a show by watch, people watching and a cheap meal with a dollar fifty hot dog and pizza combo. It's just so, all over that. Dollar yeah. fifty hot Dude, dog. Dude, the Costco up here in North Scottsdale. Oh my God. Let's see if your mom is listening, but it is MILF City. Good oh, old Scottsdale. He's got to check to see if his wife is dude. It's crazy. Like, when's the last time you guys been on Mill Avenue? Um, it's been a while, long time because I'm not a young man anymore, dude. So, that Mill place, Avenue, Shady Park has been in the news lately. Oh, ha- has it? Anyways, Mill Avenue used to be like when I was a kid, that's where we'd go panhandle on Mill Avenue, we'd bring our guitars out there and fucking play for money and shit. And it was it's all called like busking. college students. That's not panhandling. Whatever it yeah. was called. We were sitting out there like You're homeless busker, kids playing lads, say it. <laughs> But and then we pa- and then uh the so like me and my guitar player would be out there playing guitar with our case open, like getting money. The other two members of my band would just be going passing out flyers and CDs and stuff just up and down Mill Avenue. And um ne- so it was all like college kids and stuff back then when I was like maybe 23, 24 or something like that. Now all those college kids are over in Old Town Scottsdale, and it's a bunch of old people over at Mill, and it's all like, it's all uh, like chain stores and stuff. Like they don't have like those old mom and pop shows stores. Like they got fucking Jumba Juice and Starbucks and and like Big all these. Now. Yeah, and it used to be like Mill Avenue is where you went to get like like there was a sub shop there that was fucking delicious that wasn't anywhere else, but now it's like a Subway. You know what I mean? Like, What's like it's shop? all these chain things. 
It was Jersey Mike's Silver, down Subway. Silver Mine Subs, I think it was called. Yeah, they still have one. Went. It's on uh, Indian School in Hayden. Is it there now? It used to be in the yeah, back it's, corner it's, of Mill Avenue, two. dude. Oh, yeah, they always they had, had two, two, and that's just the one. Yeah, that is a good sub. But we used to we used to get we used to go get stoned and drive over there and fucking eat like four or five subs because our buddy worked there, and we used yeah, to have a Del Taco awesome. there. Do you remember that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Now it's crazy, dude. They have a fucking parking garage. They have a yeah. parking garage at the end of Mill Avenue, and the old mill that's there. The reason it's called Mill Avenue, they had like a, I think it was a wheat mill, was like decrepit and like. You probably catch an STD if you walked in through the front door, and now it's nice. like been like remodeled and it's like a museum with all these plaques about like history and stuff on it. Arizona is a very classy place, JP. Just in case, <laughs> but all the all the college like kids, no all the college kids are in wheat. Old Town. Scottsdale. Yeah, Aaron, shout out to Chuckbox. That place is awesome. See what we do. What we do in Pittsburgh is we remodel the steel mills and make them like you know steel outdoor mills. malls. <laughs> outdoor malls yeah they're like it's just the, the underground peon we make them into there. more steel mills yeah they're just malls just like you're talking about like we have a waterfront down near uh pittsburgh it used to be off steel mills and now it's you know like a piano bar it's john eagle it's uh you know uh best buy stuff like that so but That's they crazy. didn't they turned yours into a museum and didn't turn into a mall it's not like a it's not like a museum they just they remodeled it to where it's safe to go into and then there's plaques so like this is the this is where, this is what they did here at this time. It's like, like a historic everywhere. building now. Oh, okay. Historic yeah. building, yeah. So, but before we used to go in there, like there was a big fence around it. We'd go in there and take our band photos. We'd, we'd hop over the fence, take our band photos in there. I agree, like Hartman, 100%. Graffiti, what? Chuckbox sounds like a gay van. I don't even know what that is. I'm trying to remember what that is, Chuckbox. A gay bar? What's that? Okay, bar. A gay bar. Oh, bar. No, okay. Chuck Box is, uh, it's right off of Mill. It's the hamburger place. It's been there. Might be like with the oldest business left on, on that whole area. You, uh, there, used, there used to be an Irish pub there that was awesome. And I don't think it's there anymore. And a big fat uh, Greek restaurant was there. Whoa, was whoa, awesome whoa. Good. What? Don't talk about ish like that. Hey. What? Hey, Greek. <laughs> I didn't think he was. <laughs> How what far is, from Pittsburgh are you, JP? About three hours. Yeah. Have you ever been to uh, Weird in West Virginia? Yes, I think I. Yes, I have. Okay. Years ago, as a kid, probably I've been to like Wheeling and Weirton, and then yeah. <clears throat> are you near uh, Hershey? Hershey's about five hours from me. I went there. I was there this summer. Okay. So. Is that a cool I, place I, to go good, to? There's a good yeah. comic book store in Palmyra. You got the squirts. Called uh, <laughs> Comics and Trade Paperbacks Plus. What? When I, I drove... Over we, in that area, check it out. We drove to um, Ocean City, and on the way down, you know, we, we stop about we stop about two hours from the from the beach the night before and then drive in the, the next day. On the way back, we usually try to cut the trip in half by hitting Hershey, Gettysburg, Harrisburg, whatever. So... This year, I was looking for every comic shop I could find. So I may have hit that spot. I think I bought a Ghost Rider 28 at that spot, comic shop you're talking about. Because I was okay. looking for every spot on my way back from Ocean City to Hershey and then back to my house. So It's it's in like this like like this old colonial house. 
Yeah, there was a yeah. I think I might have hit that. I bought Ghost Rider, and I think they have like a a butterfly emporium too. It was some. I was like, I'm. I stopped on the main road and just like I said to my wife, I'm getting out. You take the car because I was in the middle of the road and I couldn't find parking. I'm like, I'm getting out right now. Here's the spot, and I think that's where I was at. It was outside of Hershey, so. Yeah, yeah that's up. my favorite thing to do when whenever I'm somewhere else is go hit up music stores and comic book shops, dude, because you find the coolest shit in just oh, yeah. like off the wall comic book stores. Like, I usually yeah. always buy something. Now, do you guys have sales tax? Yeah. Like, yes. What okay, is it now? And- it's eight percent, seven percent. What's it here now? Ish. I think yeah. it depends on where. Oh uh, yeah, in Scottsdale, it's eight. 0.03. I think where I'm at is like 7.8 or something like that. Delaware has no sales tax. So I bought, there's a comic book shop in Delaware, like Dewey Beach, like right around there. No sales tax. So if you want to buy a big book, buy it there. Doesn't Texas have no sales tax? A lot of Texas Texas have no sales tax. Most of Pennsylvania is up like 6 or 7%. Where New York above me is at 8 you guys are said you're above eight, so they just got Nevada uh, has no just, tax. They have no, no, no sales tax. Oregon, Oregon. They uh, they just Nevada has our no governor, our governor here just got rid of something. What did, what tax did he just get rid of? Probably Home Depot I tax. <laughs> I don't know. Was it? I didn't hear about that. But but I mean I mean you guys have people come to Arizona because for retirement. People go to Dewey Beach, go to Ocean City, go to those beaches for retirement. So your your uh, tourist type should support your economy enough that you can. We used to be very low taxed. I remember back in the day, Phoenix tax was like sales tax was like one percent. That's when everybody started moving here. Now we got all the California people moving here, and our taxes are going straight yeah, up. It makes no they're sense. All, like, they're all voting for tax tax raisers. But That's you should pay more. Is. You should pay more for your real estate because you're you, because where you're at, not for your sales tax. Like the real estate and that kind of stuff should make up for the difference, not the sales tax. Like, uh, like, like I thought that was pretty neat. At Delaware, Property tax which is goes a, up every year. It's hard, right, but your sales tax, tax shouldn't because you're already paying the sales tax. You're already paying property tax. What it what is a flat tax? Flat tax is whenever you pay a certain you know ten percent or you, you you know it's every every per just one number for all taxes across the board. Right. If you so, make yeah, no difference. on September September 29th, he just passed. We'll have the lowest flat tax in the country at two and a half percent. I mean, think about it. Passed. If you your taxes are you have a marginal I'm not tax, sure so. What that is. You pay more every every more every dollar more you make. Yeah. So the um, average sales tax in the state of Arizona, Macomb County, and the city of Phoenix is eight point six percent. So the average taxpayer will receive a thirteen percent income tax reduction, saving families three hundred fifty dollars a year. I spend almost that in comics every two so weeks. So we're supposed to income. our taxes are supposed to drop to two point five percent. That's what it says right here. This is Man, that's, this is azgovernor.gov. Governor Doug. That's what I'm looking today. at right now. Yeah. Yeah, two and a half percent flat tax, but I don't know what. So does that mean our sales tax drops? Flat tax on what? I don't know. It doesn't explain what. I think that's uh, inc- it. Might be income tax. Because I think I pay three percent in Pennsylvania, 
and you got your property tax, you got your sales tax, they're all different. Like you, we still have a tax on cigarettes from 1919 in Pittsburgh because of a bridge. How much collapse. is a pack of cigarettes there? I haven't bought them in I don't know how long, but I think they're about eight bucks now. Yeah, yeah that's about, the about same what there. it is here. Yeah, so this is this is for income tax, Lance. Oh, it just seems weird they use a term like flat tax, doesn't it? Well, flat well that tax means is that everybody everybody in Arizona plays pays two. No matter what their income is, if you're is. a millionaire, or it's a if consumption you're tax. Minimum wage. Yeah, it's a Everyone consumption tax. So that's right. good, right? Like that's yeah, a good thing. If you if you can see more, you it's pay a 13% more. Thirteen percent be decrease. Yeah, Thirteen percent what. tax cut is nice. And it's just send your just send your W uh, two or you know over to podcast at gmail.com and you know, <laughs> yeah. schmucks will do your yeah we should just turn you. absolute geek into a charity and then people can get charity write-offs well i went to black adam today i'm going to write that off just so you know yeah <laughs> you know i should have yeah as a comic book here. retailer any sort of if i have to go see a comic book movie she hulk yeah Right all off, that time man. I spent watching She-Hulk should be some kind of fucking tax hey, write-off. I need to write write off, man. Let me ask you something. So since you're buying books off Please of people, don't. right? The books that you sell, are you charging a sales tax on those? Fuck no, yes. or is it just no, new there, books? There's no reseller tax. That's what I thought. So you, it's it'd be double dipping. So if, if you charge so if we buy from another it. store or buy from whatever, yeah, they, that's tax free. Yeah, but if I sold a car to somebody. I have to pay a tax on that car, correct? Well, right? there, you have there. tax title and license, but unless the person you're selling the car to is also selling the car, then you don't. But if you sell but, to a to a dealer, they charge you like my cousin had said, you know, years ago, he said, Why did you sell your Jeep outright? You should have just brought it to me. I'd have saved you the tax on it. But you know, the dealers, I guess the dealer can save that on it if you if you sell to a dealer. Well, private sale, just, there is not, no income. Ta- there's no sales tax on private. But you have sales. to report it when you go to when you go to your, uh, you know, when you go into your trip uh, away, whatever you do to transfer the title. You have to tell them how much you bought it for and how much you sold it for. You're supposed to anyway. Dollar. Right. Exactly. But but I don't think like I've bought cars from family members before. I've never had to pay a tax. You have to pay tax and what the difference is from what they bought it for and what you sold it. What, well, if you, what if they, you declared the money you made. Right. You can just say it's a dollar. Tax, so but I don't remember ever it. having to declare, like I just bought a trailer, for instance, and he went into his app, transferred the title to me, and then Hello? I just paid for the title. I never had, yeah, his name is Lance. <laughs> I, never had to, I, never had to, I never had to declare how much I paid for that trailer. There was no well, that how much you paid. He might have to declare how much he earned. He should have right when to, you when you sell a car, you have to that, pay. That's double dipping. How can you charge tax twice on the same item? That's why we have a lovely government. Doesn't that's make why sense taxation is theft. I've bought yes. probably at a, a hash brown to that. I've bought <laughs> probably six or seven cars from private owners, and I don't think i've ever been asked how much but I you went you had to go to dmv to go transfer the title yeah when you pay your registration they just do it in the app back on my phone. the title when they give it to you you're supposed we just to have an it. app no we just have an app on our phone there's just an app on your phone that you i can do it all from my app on my phone around here you around here you gotta you gotta tell them what you bought it for that might be again anything i don't think you have no it's here too because i don't know what world you live in but there's no mvd there's an app that I have Venero, on my phone. Venero disease. Yeah. 
When you sell to a yeah, private seller, you, when you, here. they hand MGD. you. Isn't that stupid? When they <laughs> hand you, when you sell to a car to a private seller and they hand you the title, when you take it to go get the car put in your name at the title at the DMV here, they look at the back of it and they request they require you to put down how much you bought the, the car. That's why most two, people only put a right. dollar because they can't tax the shit out. The of you last two right. things I bought. The last two things I bought. I bought the trailer just six months ago. And I bought a car like three, four years ago, private seller. I did the transfer of the title in the app and it never asked me for a bill of sale or anything. They just had to go into their app because it's digital titles. They just had to go into their app, say I sold it to this. So maybe they're declaring how much they sold it to me for. Yeah, they, they're paying the this person. And then I yes. and then I accept the title and the and now I have the title. Or someone yeah, out there, you've been duped and you don't actually own that shit. It's stolen. You, you, you as the seller are the one to have to pay that transfer title and pay the tax on it because that's for my. No, so the no, seller is buying it. So I've never the sold has to pay the transfer privately. tax, but the, the person buying it has to declare it what they bought it for because if they go back and sell it. And again, you can say thousand bucks at 6%, isn't it? Isn't it like outlandish? So you don't want to, you know, at least you you put something down, right? You don't put down a dollar. It's like, you yeah, can, it's never, but it's never, I've never been asked that. No, we do. I just, I, I don't sell a ton of cars. You, but you enough can't that put I down, I didn't pay money. I just, I just handed out a couple of blowjobs. <laughs> you can no, do that too. I, I mean, like, it, trailer, it's, it's a service, most, you know, it's a service. The trailer, the trailer would be the same thing, right? Because it has a title. So it'd be the same right. as a car, right? Yep. I paid 400 bucks for this for this trailer he sent me the app or he sent me the title in an app and then i registered it in my name got a new license plate they never once asked me how much i paid for it so i'm wondering if maybe it's just maybe he says how much he sold it to me for he does but he has to pay sales tax on that price so that's the difference like when you trade in a car you save the sales tax when you sell it outright you have to pay the tax on it he, I mean, yeah, you're gonna pay the Arizona, tax anyway every year for the registration, so they don't care. How much yeah, you in Arizona, it says no casual sales between private parties are not taxable. When you register your vehicle at the MVD, bring a copy of your bill of sale and any documentation that shows you purchased the vehicle from the private party. Yeah, there's no, so there's no sales tax. Obviously, that that app authorizes that you bought that car from that person, but they never ask you how much you bought it for. Right, that's what that thing's saying that you're that you're that you're talking about, right? It just wants proof that you purchased it. But he's essentially doing that in the app when he transfers the title to me. Yes. Yeah. So there's no tax that we pay for private sales. Hmm. That was the same thing. Like there was private, and I think they just made it illegal, like private gun sales or something like that. Like a lot of people did private gun sales because you never had to pay, like. There was a ton of fees that you wouldn't have to pay if you did private. You and there was no background check. <clears throat> yeah, private gun, private gun sales too is like the guns registered to somebody else. It didn't register to you. So yeah, but there was no background. So they just closed that loophole. I think didn't they make it illegal? Yeah, it only can be done at certain gun shows. I mean, every state's different. Again, but Pennsylvania yeah. is. A- it's like buying graded comics, you know, out at the parking lot at Walmart. There's no taxes involved. That's the best I'd way to do it. it. Or do it at a Costco. Shops are killing me. So I wasn't wrong. I, you, I've never been asked how much I've paid for a car. 
but I know I if I buy one from it. a dealership, whether it's used because I bought used cars from a dealership before. That's then that's only and I had to pay tax title and license. But you don't they're, pay the tax if you trade in a car and buy a new one. You only tr you only pay the tax if you sell one outright and then buy another one somewhere else. So this so, says if the car is out of state, if it's registered out to an out of state owner and you purchase it in the state of Arizona, you will have to pay sales tax. Oh, see, I've never done that. I've always bought it in state. But with, well, no, because like I traded in my Ford Explorer for a Chevy Suburban, right? Both were used, JP. And when I traded in my Ford Explorer, they took the money that they wanted to pay me for it. And then when I bought my Suburban from that same dealership in the same sitting, I had to pay tax title and license when I bought my Suburban. But you didn't have to pay it on what you traded in your, your car. For. No, 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 right. no. Yeah, you save. No. Like I, I traded him. I, I traded my Jeep years ago and bought something else. But that's what I should have done. I, no, not should have, but I sold it to somebody outright at a different dealer because they gave me more money. Went to my cousin and bought the car from him, and he said, "Why didn't you come here with the Jeep? I would have given you would have saved yourself five hundred bucks because the trade-in saves you the tax on the sale, the first sale, the primary sale, right, of that your car." So you, you had to pay trans. tax. You had to pay tax on the car you bought, or you had to pay tax for your trade-in. I had to pay tax on the on the money I made from my car, so it cost me five hundred bucks, I guess, in taxes. Where I could have taken that and rolled it into the trade, I guess, is what he was saying. But you know, I was twenty-one at the time. I was like, "What are you talking about?" But, yeah, I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever had to pay tax for a trade-in. As long as you do it at the same dealer you buy the car from. So when you do it, the trade at the same time. So if you went to the dealer A, sold the car outright, got cash, came to the dealer B and bought the next car, they have to charge you tax on your new car, right? But that 10000 let's just say for a number, 10000 you got from the car you traded, you can save that tax on that ten grand because well, you basically... Sorry, I, I know it's crazy. This is riveting conversation here, boys. <laughs> you basically hey, man, I wanted to ask you. Are you wearing the same? Well, go ahead, JP. Sorry. No, you're better off to just trade in the car directly to the dealer. The that <laughs> That's usually I've done. I don't think I've ever traded it into a dealer without the intention of buying a car there. All right. Sorry, I'm I'm in the financial world. So, I, world, so, <laughs> so hey, I are you wearing about... the My Chemical Romance Doctor Strange shirt? No, sir. I'm wearing the My Chemical Romance Rogue yeah, shirt. shirt. I like that one. Did you get that from Once Upon a Tea? I did. I like that shirt. They had a Doctor Strange one that it was uh, my, oh, what was it? Nar narcissistic. Narnia. No, that might have been Loki. My narcissistic romance or something. This one's Narciss my impossible romance. Yeah, I like that one. All right. Well, uh, I don't know, man. We don't have anything. We we've had such riveting conversation about. Tax. Well, let me ask a question: Was it more riveting tonight or more riveting last week when we talked about? Oh, I mean, I think you're <laughs> on equal grounds, man. You can't. Like... Which is better? Come on now. Yeah, that's like. That's like yeah, know. you know. <laughs> Six and a half dozen other chocolate right? or vanilla. You know, Matt, or... do you? <laughs> Matt, do you want to close the show or do you want me to do it? Yeah, I, I'll do it. Um, no, go ahead, Lance. You started it. I'll let you finish strong. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. Thank you for sticking around, all uh, eight of you live. <laughs> uh, this is the Absolute Geek Podcast. And until next week, I am Lance. I'm Matt. That's Ish, and that's JP. I'm Ish. JP. Way to, way to learn your cue, guys. Sorry. <laughs> We're new to this. That's, that's Matt. Ish. That's Ish. That's JP. That's Lance.
Hey, you don't happened? hit the button. I hit the button. <laughs> Let's just get this straight. I've been doing all night long. All you freaks and geeks. Come all you freaks and geeks. Let's listen to Absolute Geek. Absolute Geek. We'll go ahead and spread our cheeks. I apologize to everyone. We'll drink some Cosby wine. It makes me feel real fine. (laughs) See you next time. (laughs)